Welcome to this very special episode of the Pilot's Lounge. Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. And welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. Hello, and I'll be your flight attendant today. You may have noticed our last flight was a bit short, and that's because we needed to spend a bit more time on the ground for this one, or at port, or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's an airport. That's a port, right? It is a port, but we needed the time to prep for this final episode of the interstitial content for this magical, wonderful year. You mean 2020? Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it's the most wonderful year. I mean, I mean, the entire year has been a time, so time of the year? Year of time? Time year? I, I don't know. I've lost my head there. you mentioned that we needed the extra prep time for this one. Indeed. What could we possibly need prep time for? I mean, there's system checks. You gotta, you know, you have to fill the plane occasionally. You're supposed to, like, check the tires, check the engines. So I know we're beating around the bush, but you, the listener, in the future, if I had the ability to add more sound effects, I'd put a dun-dun-dun there, but I'm not going to take the time to do that. Dun-dun-dun! In the future, you can look now on your phone, computer, whatever you're listening on, and see that that runtime for this episode says nearly three hours. We're speculating, but it's probably three hours-ish. And that's because on this episode, we combined the best thing that happened to us this year. This podcast. The second best thing that happened to us this year, a domino effect of Twitch streamer discovery, and smashed them together to make a homunculus that hopefully is the third best. And if it's not the third best, it is definitely going to be Wrath, and it will destroy the Elric brothers. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds right, actually. (laughs) But for this episode, we wanted to kind of highlight some of the streamers who have made our year better. Some of the content creators that have made our year better. Because really, the only thing making this year better is good content we find. Because you're not, if you're socially responsible, you're not fucking running around outside with everyone else. I mean, we could be going to the bars. They're open. Yeah, that's why I hesitated in the sense socially responsible. So... We are highlighting five content creators today who we personally enjoy. And to start off with, we have Buried Comic 7. Or Chris, as you may remember from three previous episodes of ours. And Buried Comic 7 has been a friend of ours since basically elementary school. He was one of the very first members of our D&D group. And we got to know him really well through marching band because, as we've acknowledged multiple times throughout this fucking show, we're pretty fucking nerdy. We are definitive stereotypes of nerds. D&D, marching band, a neckbeard that needs badly shaved. Overweight glasses. Yeah, we're definitively nerds. And that means we did marching band, where we met a bunch of cool friends, including Chris, who we're going to talk to right now. And you're going to hear that, I think. Yeah. Hopefully nothing messes up. Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. I'm Chris, also known as Buried Comic 7, and joining us today, we have our regular hosts of Co-Pilots Review. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, For any listeners, we just lost three recordings of guest audio, and we have to redo them, so... It's a great day to be alive. Chris. Second verse, same as the first. (laughs) Chris, thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. Coming back... For the fourth time now, technically. <laughs> yeah, this is your fourth episode tech in a technical sense. Welcome back. Third for the listener. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
this whole thing that we're doing is just us appreciating content we consume and trying to get other people that consume our content to consume your content. So Okay, okay. It's kind of a long-form advertisement, except nobody's paying anybody. We just love you guys. So I'm not getting paid for this. Do what? I'm not getting paid for any of this. Now it's definitely not fucking worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look, look, your paycheck is in the mill, I promise. Sure. Okay. So, Chris... You do streamy things. Yeah, you do streamy things. And so the first question we've been asking all of our guests is what got you into content creation, in your case, streaming? Okay, I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> let me think for a second. No, um, so I think that streaming in general, I don't think my story is that unique. I've been watching Twitch streams for years, right? Variety streamers big into speedrunning. There's not really any like one specific game that I follow. Twitch is the ultimate background noise. So like, yeah. Like through college, I was like, and Twitch stream. Like, it just like, we do no, homework it, right it was like just background for college stuff. Yeah. But no, like, and now, like, I consume Twitch and YouTube, and most of my YouTube consumption is VODs of Twitch streams that I missed. So, like, you know, that kind of thing. So then, Flopian Gull, my brother, Hunter, that I live with, he started streaming, like, really seriously, right? But I didn't have a PC. He was, oh, you could, like, stream share through PS4. And I was like, nah, I don't no. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm Understandable. good. So I was like, cool, whatever. I didn't really have any desire to do it, that kind of thing. The startup cost was like for a decent PC, yada, yada, yada. But then Gen Con got canceled because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. which was right. terribly sad, but also yeah. made sense. And that freed up like $1,500. And I was like, huh, that's computer setup money. And then yeah. I'm big dumb and I don't trust myself to build a PC, but Omen yeah. had a sale and I was like, I can get that Omen that's normally like $1,300 for like 900 bucks. Hell yeah. Good yes. deal. I bought, bought that, bought that up. And then from there, I was like, oh, I could like, I like to start streaming. Because streaming for me, it's like, so I, I have my first stream. And then Flopium was like, hey, so like, when do you think you're going to hit affiliate? When do you think you're going to do this and do that? And I was just like, well, I don't care. And he was like, <laughs> what? Because like his goal at day one was like, I want to build a community. I want to hit affiliate. I want to yada yada. And I was just like, nah, man, I'm like, I'm going to stream because for me, streaming is almost like the modern evolution of back in the day when you and your friends would hop on Xbox Live party chat, but you'd all be playing different games, right? Yeah, but you just yeah. like, you just talk, right? It's like, hang I mean, out. Or arguably before that, when you were just over at a fucking friend's house and you're like, do you want to play a game? No. Can I? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to sit here and watch you, I guess, man. Yeah. Like yep. when you, yeah. Or, or as you've experienced, because you are a sibling, Fuck you, I'm playing fucking video games. You can fucking sit and watch. Yeah, there are so many games throughout the mid to early 2000s that I did not play because they're so single-player narrative-driven. Yeah. I just watched Fallopian play because we shared a room. And I was like, cool, I guess I don't have to play that now. And I just wouldn't play it because I didn't care. So, like, I just kind of wanted to, like, be able to play games and hang out with people, which is 100% what I achieved. I actually did not think I would ever hit affiliate because I 100% was not on that grind that some people do. I was just, like, hanging yeah. out. But it's like a, if you build it, they will come, right? You actually hit affiliate insanely fast, right? It was yeah. like two months maybe? It helps that I had an affiliate brother who then made friends with a bunch of affiliates. That's so like, true. And like, that your original advertisement for your stuff was, shit, I commandeered my affiliate brother's um, Twitch. Watch me get drunk. True. Oh, guys, my, I've started my own channel. I'm just going to be drunk on that instead now. My first ever stream was a midnight AMA, which now which now our tradition when I get drunk. I stumbled into Hunter's room, 
booted up his PC and started to stream and was like, you guys can ask me any questions you want. It was really funny because at that time, that stream drew the most views. He's he's since beaten it. But at that time, that was his most successful stream. And he was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, from there, but since Hunter, like, you know, like we have like a pretty, I don't want to say parasitic, very close community of like us, like three or four other people that also stream. Symbiotic. Symbiotic. There we go. It's like a it's parasite, a very, but good. It's a, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a very large overlap between Kant's logic, Golem, you now, and JSD. Like, there's a lot of overlap between everybody that's in. Basically, if you're a mod in one channel, you're probably a mod in at least two others. <laughs> yeah. Or if like if you're gonna go live, you go okay. So, so this person, this person in this in that group you listed, who I assume are like people being interviewed for this segment. Um, oh, this person, this they person are, yeah. is is live. So I know I'm only going to have like two viewers until that person like stops their stream. And then they're going to raid me. And then like, I'll have, I'll go up to like this and that kind of, or I'll raid them and that kind of thing. Yeah. A good instance that was last night was your first journaling stream. And we'll get to that in a second, but like you were holding steady at like four to six viewers, most yeah. of the stream and then constant at his stream. And you had 18 viewers. Yeah, 100%. Like, people like, I was like, hey, guys, like, hey, Cons, how is it? Like, and like, Cons is also Cons is really good at having like a schedule to his streams. I have like, I mostly stream on the weekends because I'm like, after working all week, I'm like, because I work two jobs during the week. So on the weekends, I, I, that's when I stream and I really don't plan ahead. I, I occasionally go, hey, guys, because my community really enjoys when I have what I call Juice God streams where I get drunk off my ass and play games. I'll be like, hey, guys, I've had a bad week. Friday is a Juice God stream, so get ready for that. And like people will save channel points to each other drinks and ask questions and like that kind of thing. But I um, think your chat and community on some small portion hope you have a bad week just so they can get a Juice God stream. Maybe there are definitely some people that like enjoy my streams, like like they'll lurk until I'm a ju- in Juice God mode and they're like, oh fuck yeah, Juice God's here. And all of a sudden, like they start talking in chat. There. So, like I mentioned, last night was your first journaling stream. It was kind of a debut for you, and it's probably your most scheduled thing going forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it all started when I kind of wanted to do a creative stream, right? Most of them a variety streamer. I will play random video games. Like, like they don't even have to be new. Like, here recently, I started a playthrough of Fallout New Vegas that I need to finish, like, yeah. because Floppy was giving me shit because I never beat it, and I was like, fuck, I'll be on stream, right? So, I want to do something creative, right? And I had a bunch of different ideas. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, I might do um, stream D and D world building, right?" Then I was like, eh, "I kind of want to do that in front of people." Yeah, yeah, yada. And I was like, "Well, I can just do like regular writing, but I feel like like JSD has his writing streams. And I didn't want to poach that, and also I was like, I honestly didn't want to, right? I feel like mm-hmm. like guys like didn't want to do it. And then I had I, the I, yeah. I really understand that. He's like. J- what JSD does is incredible to me, not just because he's writing on stream, but he doesn't do a lot of frameworking when he's doing viewer prompts and stuff. Like he just starts and goes. And like, for me, writing is a very personal process and like there's yes. a lot of me in it. So I wouldn't want to like stream that creation process. But so what JSD does is just astounding to me. So also it's astounding to me because like, even like he'll like go through like, like the, the, the short story, right? And it's always good. Whereas, like, I yes. feel like when, I, when I write, I'm like, okay, here's this turd. Polish, 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 polish. Like, JSD goes, like, cool, it's great. Next one, cool, it's great. Next one, cool, <laughs> yeah, it's no, great. No, no. Next one. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, 
I wrote 10 pages. Let's delete nine and a half of that now. Uh, yeah. um, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's delete that last half too. I'm not happy with that either. I have a word. The word is the. I don't think I'm going to start with that some anymore. Of these, what if we start with some of these. Uh, no. Yeah. Yep. So back to your journaling stream then. Sorry for that diversion. No, no, you're fine. 100%. No, so then um, I thought about doing mini painting. Because a bunch of YouTubers that I watch, like, oh, we paint minis. I've noticed I don't play the games. I do not want the Warhammer. I do not have the money to actually build up an army. I, I have no place to play because of COVID. I like Age of Sigmar more because of the like the fantasy, fantasy elements. But painting seemed fun, right? But a combination of COVID and all these YouTubers coming out saying they paint minis meant that mini paint got very, very expensive, yeah. So I was like, cool, not going to do that, I guess. But then I landed on journaling, right? Because this year, so my New Year's resolution was to journal. And if you go back to my own entries very much, it started in January with like, I had a bad day at work because <laughs> I work with high needs kids mm-hmm. in a uh, community mental health setting. So I, there's confidentiality that I can't talk about, right? So I can't, because, you know, me and Flippy live together. I can't like open up the door and go, man, <sighs> Today was a really hard day at work. Johnny was suicidal, and then his mom did meth and like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I have to like internalize and internalize and internalize. But instead, I would journal it and put it on the page, kind of get out of my head, right? But then at the end of January, my grandma got sick, right? And it kind of was like, oh shit, and kind of processing that and kind of working through it and like da da da. And then COVID got really bad in America starting in March, right? Yeah. And then Fun my time. grandma died. And then my mental health like took a huge nosedive to where it was just me. And I feel like I was like a broken record to my friends where I was like, I was just saying like the same shit every day. So instead I would process it in my journal. Right. So I think a combination of one antidepressants, talk to your doctor kids and two journaling. If it wasn't for that kind of thing, I wouldn't be here today. Right. So I kind of wanted to give that positive force back into the community. Right. But I do think that for the most part, I do try to be entertaining when I stream. hundred percent. Yeah, and you right. you are like I appreciate that. Thank you. It, you've got your random humor thing that you've had the entire time I've known you, <laughs> and that works pretty fucking well for streaming. So I think you're fine on that front. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's more present when you're drunk because drunk <laughs> random humor is kind of what everyone has. So you're just like randomness square. Like I think here's this you, random sentence that I started in the middle of. Try to figure out the context. I think the importance of alcohol in that is that it removes filters from people. Like it, yeah, it, it lowers inhibitions. And like when you're already going to say stupid shit, and then you've lowered your inhibitions, so now the bar on stupid shit is even lower. It all comes out. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, journaling. One, I knew I didn't want to just have like a camera on my journal, right? Because I, I, I want to be in my journal, my personal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I could just sit there and write in silence for like four hours right yeah yeah as well i'm like so i think journaling prompts would help because like you can even buy now you can buy journals where it's like every day is a prompt right you know, like it's like yeah. like very guided journaling that kind of thing so i found this list of 1000 journal prompts right uh and i was like oh my god it's perfect so my goal for this year is to get through all 1000 prompts right we had 15 last night on stream and yeah. i think it went really really well because there were some people who like weren't even journaling there was like talking about what their answers would be in chat Right. Which is still following like the same process, and it has that interaction you wanted. So, yeah. and it is a, in a way journaling. Like they're they're still putting down their thoughts and feelings in a written medium. It's just in two weeks when that vod is gone forever, that written medium's gone. Like, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh, I can't remember what's that game. It was really it got really popular for a brief moment. 
you just have a room, you write a letter, and people advise you on things, oh, and you can advise um, them on things. That game is amazing. I know what you're talking about. Give me a second. Yeah, it just got really team. popular and then just like fell out all of a sudden. But it's kind of like that, where you have this space where you can talk about something. I know except what you're unlike about. there, because that doesn't have a guided prompt system. Here you have kind of a prompt something that allows you to think, well, and I, you can put it out there and get something back. I like, think is very nice. Kind of do things. Yeah, time words. Yeah, yeah it's kind of words. kind wordish in my opinion. Like you have this ability to put something out there, and it's going to disappear after a while. But you get a response that can help, or even just being able to talk about it is helpful. Okay, I, I, kind words was an amazing thing. I think I showed you, Chris. Um, I think kind, so. Yeah, it was like kind words and aliens away. We're like the two things you're like check yeah. these out if you want to cry. <laughs> yeah, kind words was it's an emotional thing because like it's honestly people being completely honest and open because it's anonymous and the internet and they're just looking for feedback or comfort. And it's kind of wild that it's such a positive atmosphere on the internet in 2020 or 2019 when it launched. Yeah. Kind word streams incoming, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but yeah, yeah. it's basically just a giant massive like co-counseling session for the average person because let's face it we can barely afford our health care we can't afford that premium cost for therapy honestly i think and it's it's hilarious that because we lost the first recording we got to this point but i think you doing a kind word stream where you just answer people's letters for unkind words could be really beneficial because like you are that is your job pretty much yeah and these are people who feel like they need help, they need to reach out, but like they don't have that capability to do it outside of the internet. So are we are we planning a stream live on Copilots right now? I think maybe I, I kind think of that's what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But I I'm the kind of person whenever I fall in love with something, I become kind of obsessive, right? So yeah, that's kind of the whole ju- nerdy thing. Yep. So where I fell in love with journaling, I like got big into journaling communities online. Da, 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 and you're talking about how like uh, the VOD will be gone in two weeks. There is like a subset of people who journal who will like finish their journal and then burn it. Yeah. Right. Or like no, that's it's it's a um, cleansing thing sometimes, or just like oh. a comfort, or just like I needed to get this out, like this vitriol, this thing that I hate, or I just needed to free myself of. And also, I don't want anyone to fucking see this. <laughs> yeah, I read it. I'm the opposite where, like, I have this journal, and when I'm finished with it, I will... I'm also a cartoon character Remember, I like something. I buy, I buy like, multiples of it, so, like, it will look like yeah, I'm yeah. wearing the same all pair of jeans all the, the time. Yeah. Yep. I just... I, I, I literally just ordered four pairs of the exact same jeans. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I have this journal, and I have three still in their cellophane. I'm like, I love journaling. I'm about extras. So, I have three of this exact journal and cellophane on my bookshelf, right? I do. I go back, and I reread my entries. I'm like, hey... And, I was like, also because I kind of see where I've come from, like, like full disclosure, right? When I first started writing in like February, story story of my life, I like had feelings for this person, did not, they obviously didn't have feelings for me, and I would write about it. And now I do not feel that way about this person because things happen. Yeah. And like, I'll go back and be like, <laughs> idiot. I was a and fucking like, loser. Yeah. Like, <laughs> February, Chris, you fucking moron. Past me was so stupid. What were you thinking? To move on is to grow. It's the only revenge you can get on past you because past you will force shit onto future you. Oh, yeah. Past me's a bitch. I hate past me. So the only way present you can get back at past you is just think about all the shit he did and how he's a fucking idiot. 100%. No, but I think think the stream went really well. I was, like, blown away because I did a giveaway preparing for the stream, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, for every five subs, I'll give away a journaling kit, which a journaling kit was an Exceed journal, which is like my preferred brand. Whenever I like something, I'm a huge shill for it. If you guys haven't noticed yet. A hundred percent. I, when I find something and I like it, I will talk about how good it is to everybody. Like, yeah, I have shield for Zinni Optical for like a shit ton of months just because yeah, their, gla- their glasses are cheap and good. I've shielded for dollars. Also, if you want to sponsor us, we'll do that. And like, I if you make something that's good, I am your free advertising if I experience it. So, okay, I have a theory as to why I'm like that, and you guys might be able to concur, right? So, growing up for me, money money was very very tight. Right. Yeah. Same. So normally we could only buy cheap, shitty things. Yeah. Yes. Right. So whenever I bought something for five bucks, but it lasted much longer or performed much better than your average five dollar product, it was like I, fuck you. I'm a genius. Look yes. what I achieved. And, and I didn't actually achieve anything, but I feel good about it. All my friends were also money was tight, right? Because of this area, the economic status of this area in which I live, right? So I would go up and be like, "Holy fuck!" The next time you buy X. Buy this one because it works so good. It's only five bucks. Yeah. And it's kind of bled into like my life now where I'm like, for example, I'm huge into D&D and this is like the most like uppity snuppity. You do not need this to play D&D, but I fucking love Wormwood and all their products, all the dice boxes and dice trays. And that's I'm a huge show for them because I fucking love their shit. But you do not need a $180 hero vault to store three sets of dice to play D&D. You don't need that. Yeah, right. No. I put my dice. I put my dice in a bag and I use an old Game Boy Advance SP carrying case, baby. I've never been drawn to dice vaults, but maybe one day. So by my seat journal, I got, um, you can spend as much money as you want to on a pen, right? But when it comes to ballpoint pens, it's all futile because nothing will write better than a pilot G2, which you can buy for like $5 for a box at fucking Walmart. Man, I remember in high school when they were retiring the G2 series, People went fucking crazy. My friend Joe <laughs> bought like 80 G2s because they were retiring the line. And they did retire it for like two or three years and then brought it back because people loved that pen. Yeah, that's a great it's pen. The best way, so I, I like the five and seven millimeters. And then I have a bullet journal, but I do not actually bullet journal in ice right walls of text, right? But I yeah. hate lined paper. So I I wanted people that I was giving bullet journals to be able to bullet journal. So I also gave them a, a nice package of Sharpies, right? Yeah. So like, cause I, I love Sharpies, but I so gave away different colored permanent markers. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of had like the two rows was like your basic bitch Sharpies on top and like the fancy colors. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I get, I went into it. Like when I first started, I was like, Hey, I'll buy 10 of these sets, quote unquote. <laughs> and I might give away six or seven. Right. And you ended up because, with like 15. Yeah. Gave away 15. Um, because starting out, I did not think I didn't, I didn't even hit affiliates, but we all hit affiliate. But surely they got like five subs per one kit. No one's going to, then I hit like 50 subs immediately. Right. And I was like, fuck, one day I'm streaming and Josh comes in and he goes, how many drone kits did you buy? I'm like, I think I have 11 because they restocked them the other day. And I bought another one. And he goes, cool, cool, cool. Drops 10 subs. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so two more. And then like other people would raid me and like, like logic would raid me. And he'd be like, hey, give him like the journaling picture. I go, oh, we have a giveaway. Da, 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 right. And then randos would be like, okay, that, that's an awesome idea. Holy shit, guy. Yeah. Here's five subs, another kit. And I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> so long story short, at my so I live in a very, very small town. All we have is Walmart. You cannot buy exceed journals. You cannot buy pilot G2 pins. And you cannot buy big packs of Sharpies because I bought them all a month ago. <laughs> and they just don't uh, fucking restock that shit in small towns. Yep. yep that sounds about right. So you ended up giving away 15 total. That's insane. I know that 
I was one of the initial winners, but I passed on mine because I already have yeah. journaling stuff. Yep. Did, did everybody get their journals by now, or like? Yeah. Um, the la- I, I believe by like by happenstance, JSD uh, was the last person waiting for his. Because I believe my return address was on like all the envelopes. I don't, I don't give a shit. But yeah. Some people understandably didn't want that information out there, so I'm pretty sure yeah. it was like send it to my friend who has a PO box. My friend will send it to me, and I think he deadass got his like Friday. That's nice. Hell of a good timing. That's, time, that's yeah. amazing. Okay, so we're getting close to our time on this, and I did have one more question I wanted to touch on, and that is your brother just started a podcast, Biased Reviews, and when we talked to him, he told us that you might be guesting on that sometime soon. Got, yeah. any, got any information on that? Yeah, so we've talked about it because, well, at first we were like, okay, so is it just going to be me doing an episode or, or am I guesting? Because, you know, it's biased reviews. And what if my opinion doesn't line up with him? Yeah. So first we're like, well, we should probably find something where our opinion aligns. So it isn't like out of the field. We don't argue that kind of thing. So I think we've settled that we're going to do a review on Fortnite because I've been in a huge, huge Fortnite kick recently. Um, so I think another idea would just be to actively also do something that you don't agree on. So you still have all his basic research that he does that he likes to do. And then you get to, you talk about what you like, just have like biased review, bias versus bias or some shit, and argue for whichever fucking side. And then I start immediately with, with ad hominem attacks. Like yes. he writes a script, <laughs> I don't even script my part, and he finishes. He's like, "Now, Chris, what do you have to say?" And I go, "Suck my dick!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I think you're <laughs> stupid." I learned how to debate from presidential elections. <laughs> Um, I've spent a bunch of money on four- so last season was Marvel skins and I'm a huge tw- comic book nerd Venom is my favorite comic book character and there was a Venom skin that to get him and all the other goodies it was like 20 bucks I was like sold instantly I got to level 100 for the first time because I needed that Tony Stark like <laughs> it's like I went hard. and then in this season it's even cooler because spoiler alert the best Fortnite skins don't look like they're from Fortnite right mm-hmm. yeah. so the big theme from this season is like, it's like it's like people from different dimensions coming in. Like for buying the battle pass, you get the Mandalorian, right? Nice. Um, Kratos was added to the store this week. People have data mined. You can get um, Master Chief here soon. This is coming Thursday. At, it looks like next Thursday at time of recording. They say there's a big announcement from the Nintendo and Epic at the Game Awards. And so people are like, expecting that Samus Aaron, of course. Yeah, everyone thinks it's going to be Samus. Even though some people are like, oh my god, they're going to put the Fortnite guy in Smash, which would be hilarious. And I would main him just so I could default dance during Smash Bros. matches. <laughs> if he had the default dance as a taunt, which he would definitely have, that would, <laughs> that would completely justify maining him. 100%. But I think it's going to be it's gonna be Samus. It's going to be like, Samus is in the eShop now! And like, you can go like... <laughs> what if they announce a full cross where Samus is now in Fortnite and Fortnite g- guy is now in Smash oh Bros? Like, no, 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 <gasps> no. The full cross is he's not in Smash Bros. Now he's in the Metroid games. <laughs> we haven't made a Metroid game in like a decade. No, we, how they re- they announced they were making Metroid Prime 4, but they had to scrap development. They were scrapping development because they're getting rid of Samus and putting in Fortnite guy. Exactly. Okay, well, Chris, this has been wonderful. Just before we go, do you have anything you would like to shout out? I know you have your Twitch channel, but was there anything else? Like anything that's not even necessarily related to you, but something you just think needs more attention or you want to shout out, whatever. Okay, so 
working under capitalism is akin to slavery. And in this essay, I will no. So um, <laughs> my Twitch is um, twitch.tv slash buriedcomic7. My Twitter is twitter.com slash beefyghost. I'm either buriedcomic7 or beefyghost on everything. If I'm beefy ghost, it's because Barry Comic 7 was taken by someone. But yes, uh, I don't know. Talk to a therapist. Get help. Talk to your doctor. Get that lump checked out. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I love your guys' content more than you guys love mine. I Copilot's <laughs> Review is amazing. Check out the Vampire Diaries episode of Copilot's Review. I'm on see, I'm almost the last season of Vampire Diaries. Me and a float boss watch it together. Uh, I really need season- to watch more. After season four, that show is unwatchable, but got to finish it. It's obligation. <laughs> All right. Now I don't want to. Oh, See, thank you, Chris. I, but I have, I to, have to watch it so I can get to the spinoff series about the ancient vampires that Rotten Tomatoes dude, dude, dude. your top 10 TV series of all time. Fuck originals, watch Legacies. Legacies, you don't need to know anything about Vampire Diaries. I was unaware. It's great. Just watch Legacies. Emily's like, em, like, so there's one season. I'm sorry, guys. Welcome to the tangent, a uh, co-pilot review tangent. It's there's fine. Once, we can cut whatever we want to cut. That's the, yeah. that's the beauty of editing podcasts. There was one se- season six of Vampire Diaries is like poopy Garbo, right? Yeah. Apparently, events of season six of Vampire Diaries have a huge impact on legacies. It's no. about Jim and I, Jim and I witches. Oh shit! There are Jim and I witches. There's there you dope. go. They don't <laughs> the reference it back to Vampire Diaries though. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. So Bentley's like, it makes the season retroactively good because they t- they like talk about so much legacies. Legacies is good, and I'm like. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to disagree. You shouldn't have to watch supplementary justifying, content. Justifying the existence of shit because something tangentially related in the future does not justify shit. That ain't it, Chief. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If that's right, all of Dragon Ball GT was great. No, Dragon Ball GT was never good. <laughs> no, it got tangentially related in the future. No. <laughs> I'm not going to go here with you. <laughs> If that's the argument, then Dragon Ball Evolution is amazing because it gave us Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because it's all tangentially related by the future, everything's been great. <laughs> Not having aneurysm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Again. What a wonderful conversation that was. Unless something messed up. I don't know. I'm not going to listen to this once we're done with all this. I put a little bit of cheese on that, but no, honestly, that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed getting Chris on the podcast so yeah. he could. However, I think that's a sentiment we're going to be able to say or express after these next four conversations as well. Well, I mean, it was, it was nice to have him on for a fourth time so we yeah. could just talk to him. And I want to go ahead and hit here. There is a logic, that's a spoiler for the future, to the way we have set up who comes next. Because next up on our discussion list is Flopian Golem. Or Hunter, as you may once again recognize from previously being on our podcast. Or also for being our previous guys brother and hunter started streaming seriously at the beginning of this year and he is how we discovered the other guests who you'll hear later on this episode but let's just hear from hunter now talk to him see what he has to say nothing good probably not yep, you guys recording okay. yeah i started recording the moment the call went live oh fuck you <laughs> you can leave that you can leave that in i will leave that in <laughs> welcome to the pilot's lounge i'm hunter and I'm Josh. And I'm still dead inside. Yep. So we have Hunter here. He's been on two episodes before, and we recorded him four Three, times now. He was on in, in the cockpit. Three. Oh, yeah, he was on in the cockpit. This is, yeah. this I, is I realized the fifth I was, recording. I realized I was on with Chris, Chris earlier. This is the before. sixth recording. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he also <laughs> fucked up another time Oh. when we had him. So this is the sixth recording of Hunter. We're, we have a really bad track record with long-distance recording. 
Hopefully it's going to be better after this is all done. But that said... If not, I will only be dead inside. The whole idea of this episode is to just highlight content creators we enjoy and hopefully help them grow a little bit more too. So in that regards, we have Hunter here. He is also known as Floping Golem on Twitch. And speaking of, how did you get your start on Twitch, Hunter? Well, I started on Twitch back in February. So before, you know, the pandemic really hit hard. Like it was still a thing, but it wasn't global really at that point. It was kind of more of like a, hey, here's this thing that might get bad. Oh, fuck. It's horrible. Yeah. So I started just like because I thought it was fun. I was doing it on my PS4, just like hooking an Ethernet cable to my PS4, streaming games straight from my PS4. And I was like, you know what? I just want to jump in feet for like both feet first. So I bought a capture card, bought a PC and went from there. Nice, nice. Now, you also have a podcasty thing. I don't know what those are. Can could, One, could you just explain what yours is and also what they are in general to me? You don't oh, have yeah, to explain what they are. Um, I'm pretty fluent in podcasts. He, okay, yeah, you can catch him up. Yeah, I'll catch him up off air. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you um, recently started your own, yeah. I did. It's kind of turned into a bi-weekly podcast, but it's called Biased Reviews. It's where I review things I like. Except when I don't, but so far there's only been two episodes and both have been over things that I relatively like a lot. So yeah, that's definitely more enjoyable to talk about sometimes. I think the big like difference just viewing our content to yours is you know what you're reviewing and you've had, you've experienced it before. And you actually so research it. What's sure. it like doing research? Because I've never done that. It's time consuming. It's very time consuming. <laughs> like... I was right. So last episode was over oblivion and I was like, so this, this week's episode is going to be over oblivion too. But I was like typing up the script and I got 12, like 10 to 12 pages in and I wasn't even like halfway through it. So I was like, this will have to be two parts. So this week will be to be all about like literally every single major side quest, like all the guilds (laughs) and everything like that. So before that one. Yeah, before we started even recording this, I was actually sitting here typing up about the Mages Guild, going through it, and (laughs) it's basically just a lot of tabs, a lot of Wikipedia articles and stuff open, so. Yeah. I mean, honestly, your podcast, Bias Reviews, has been very educational for me because I have not played Oblivion, and I have mostly just passing knowledge of the game. I mean, it's the second best Elder Scrolls game. And that said... I had no idea like it was a mobile game or that like it was supposed to be a launch title for the 360. These are things I did not know. Like Yeah, like the fact that it is an isometric mobile game and that I also learned that it was supposed to be on the PSP at one point is actually <laughs> insane. But that was scrapped, so I guess we'll never see that. Yeah. No mobile Elder Scrolls for us. <laughs> I think no, one of my Elder favorite... Scrolls will never be available on a mobile gaming console. Yeah, no, never. Never. Nope. Never, mm-hmm. not, not the Switch. You can't. I mean, I guess you could play Blades, but who wants to play that? Yeah, that's <laughs> a bad thing. They also had their trade, their like online trading card game at one point, right? <laughs> I can, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls yeah, Legends. Yeah, that. yeah, that was yeah. an okay clone of Hearthstone. So, <laughs> one of my favorite things about your bias review stuff, though, is not only do you just talk about the game and it's like production history and then your opinions and stuff but you also kind of just when you're talking about the production history it's not just about like 
well, it was it started here. These people worked on it. It was published then. It's there's also more about like just the general atmosphere around the game, which I really like because a lot of game review things don't do that. It's just we're just gonna review this game straight, which don't get me wrong, is a good way to view the game in a bubble like this just by the game itself but in real life like so many things you don't look at as just existing by itself that's not how fucking life works so i think the fact that you don't just review this game in a bubble there is a connotation to things happening outside of the game i really like that no there's definitely like a social sphere around the game and that was really presence in your last of us 2 review yeah definitely which yeah like was nice to have yeah, it was crazy looking up all the things about The Last of Us 2 and, like, how Naughty Dog was having some really, really shitty, like, crunch stuff about, like, Rockstar was when Red Dead 2 was coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, n- that's almost non-existent when it came to Oblivion. Like, I couldn't find anything that, like, happened. The overall consensus was just hype for the game. Yep. Same with Skyrim. Like, the most recent Bethesda titles that have really had any drama is Fallout 76. <laughs> and it's not even for fucking crunch. It's for being yeah, a shite no, game. Yeah, it's from freaking microtransactions and bullshit. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, like for The La- Last of Us 2, there was a lot of social stuff going around that because the gaming sphere is a very misogynistic and very non-inclusive community when it should be much more open. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a large segment of gamers who were upset about a trans character and upset about a gay main character and honestly i i, I don't like last of us 2 you're aware of that justice yeah. is aware of that but like none of those reasons, reasons. Yeah, I think, none of those reasons are reasons to just like the oh, game yeah. in like, fact those are reasons to appreciate the game more levi is one of my favorite characters in the game he was fantastic but like i hate saying on the internet for everybody to hear that i don't like last of us 2 because it feels like i'm saying hey look at me I yeah. hate trans people. I hate if they take characters. it out of context. Yeah, which I mean, which like, of course, they're fucking going to stay in it. I mean, you two are like two of my best friends. I know that's the reason you don't like. That's not the reason you don't like the game. You don't like it for diff- for actual gameplay reasons. But, yeah, yeah. Like Justice said, I think that's part of the reason I like the game because it's way more inclusive. Like the the closest thing you have to a main male character in the game, like it's Joel and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you can listen to the review to figure uh, out what arguably to Joel. Joel or Tommy, kind of, just because he's involved. But yeah. he's, he is, by definition, a fucking secondary character. He's just the closest yeah. we fucking get to a cisgender Maybe Owen. Owen's male. pretty... Yeah, Owen and Alev are the two, yeah. like, main true. male characters. True, true. I forgot about Owen. And I remembered Alev. I forgot about Owen. Yeah. But yeah, like... And because I didn't like the game, I actually even appreciated your review more because it gave me a, a viewpoint that I wouldn't normally get for my own take on the game. And your 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 review was very like fair about everything, whereas most reviews I've seen for Last of Us Two have either been incredibly defensive of the stuff that people are actively hating on, yeah, which makes sense because people shouldn't be actually hating on that stuff anyways, or they're the this game is terrible because there's a trans character. And like yeah. n- neither of those reviews are really helpful because they're not actually talking about yeah. the content of the story. The, or the game, game exists in this weird thing of where most of the time a game review doesn't care about fucking anything besides the game, and it like kind of barely explains. You know, it doesn't focus in the sociopolitical context. Like somehow, Last of Us instead of being viewed in just a bubble, like I think a lot of games are, was viewed entirely outside of the bubble and ignored everything about the game itself besides what caused a socio-political quagmire. It was 
literally the inverse in a lot of his reviews, yeah, which was weird. amusing, but also still a horrible fucking way to review something. But we spent a lot of time on Last of Us 2 here. Let's talk about your stream and what you do there. Like yeah. You do stuff there, too. I do, I do, in fact, stream. And I know it's not been re that recently now, but we did just have a 24-hour charity stream back in September, was it now? Yeah, or we had our we had the semi 24 hour stream where I played The Last of Us two and mm -hmm. almost one sitting, and then it was like two sittings, like yeah. a 25 hour sitting and then like a 12 hour sitting because I needed a nap. But then <laughs> because then you're like 24 hours in, and you're like I can keep going, and chat was just like, no, go to fucking bed. sleep. And then in September, it was either early to mid-September, we did a 24-hour charity stream for Color of Change and the American Cancer Society. And that yeah. was right around the time Chadwick Boseman passed away. Yeah. And that was actually, I would say, a pretty successful charity drive. Like, yeah. we did good work for a stream of like, your size. Like, yeah. it was um, a really good turnout for the stream of your size. I think we almost raised, we almost raised $400, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was like, just above 370 something like that yeah i think it's like 365 or something yeah it was somewhere around there but like definitely so then a good number we split it down the middle and half went to the american cancer society and half went to color of change because you know black lives matter yeah. yeah yeah they do and cancer sucks so <laughs> yeah yeah it does yeah uh, so i was talking to justice about how we want to frame this episode and a lot of the framing comes from essentially it comes from you because Without your stream and Tugboat, who isn't gonna, who isn't going to be on this because we don't watch a lot of yeah. Tugboat content. But, Tugboat doesn't do a lot of content. But without your True. stream, we honestly would have never connected with all these other people who we're talking to, except Chris, who we've been friends with for a decade. Long, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, but without Chris, you wouldn't be friends with me. A hundred percent. Without like, Chris, Justice, I'd still be friends with you. Yeah. True. Justice would be. A hundred percent. So I became friends with you guys on different entire fronts. I didn't fucking realize we were brothers when I first knew you both. <laughs> Your weird ass fucking last names. We also don't look at the same at all. I know exactly. No. That's why I had no fucking nope. idea. It's like it's insane. Here's this kid who likes nerdy shit that I hang out with on Let's Done. Here's this other kid who's nerdy and that I have met in fucking math team. So it was actually because of your stream. Um, and one of the things you do a lot of shiny hunting. Yep. That we ended up raiding tugboat one night while he was shiny hunting don't even remember he was shiny hunting for but yeah it was like yeah it was back in i think june yeah, it's either been, june or may it's been a little bit I now think it may have been may we raided yeah. a, a a canadian named uh, ss tugboat and mm -hmm. from there we learned about his buddy logic logic defender who was their roommate at the time and from there, we learned about Cans and JSD, and it was like yep. a big snowball effect of people we just became friends with. Yeah, so. it, and it all came, it grew out of that one raid, which is a ridiculous amount of domino effect. It is a ridiculous domino effect, and it also highlights, like, recently Twitch changed and then changed back how their raids worked. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Fuck what they tried to do. Just this small raid, one night, domino yeah, effect like into this... People. Yeah, it's yeah. not affected into this entire community now that is honestly, at least for our side of that community, all thanks to your stream. Like yeah. you're the you're you were the linchpin in that. So I mean it caused you guys to gain listeners, it caused cans and logic to gain viewers, and like most importantly, it caused like not looking at numbers or statistics, it like caused us to have friends all over the globe because of yeah. this. Yeah. 
it was it, it was a snowball effect and that's just like one of the cool thing coolest things about streaming and like streams in general is yeah. how you can build a community out of just randomness like there's people in your stream who i consider friends acquaintances at the, at the very least yeah. people i like like pokey pokey's an amazing yeah, guy really cool um, kid. Not he's, a, he's a memer he's yeah. a pokey loki's a meme yeah he's, oh, he's great he's man. so he's so great like and he's literally there because you're streaming yeah yeah he joined whenever animal crossing came out in march and like that's how he found me he was like can i come oh, over yeah. and like shit yeah ask me he like asked me if i could like give him some things i was like yeah sure man and he's kind of just been there ever since man i forgot how much fucking shit was fueled by fucking animal crossing because i didn't fucking play it so it's just like i almost forgot that animal crossing was a thing until you just talked about it like i bought it and i fucking did nothing but play it for a month and i just kind of fell off of it is animal crossing still a thing you're doing i played it for about an hour this morning but since then i hadn't played it since halloween (laughs) emily emily gets on about every day though and does like her daily stuff so, I mean, that's good. I still see stuff on Twitter about it, so I assume the community is still there. It's just... Oh, people love it. It's insane how, like, fast the, the gaming community, like, just moved on from one thing to another this year. Like, we had Animal Crossing, which it's because was... because we're all trapped inside and have no fucking attention span. <laughs> we had Animal Crossing at the start of the year, which was, like, the hot thing. And then Fall Guys came out. Oh, fuck, I haven't played Fall Guys in a while. And yeah. Fall, Fall Guys was so popular that we were crashing servers. Yep. True. And then somehow Among Us became the most popular game, even though it's two years old. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and then Phasmophobia for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, Phasmophobia had a hot just blink. in time for the horror season. And then people went back to Among Us. That being the case, do you have any like idea what what the next video game trend is going to be? Because I yeah, any have guesses. no guess. Like, there's just so much going on, and like it's changing so fast, just because part of its quarantine and COVID, but like, I don't think that's all of it. I don't think that drives the entire change. I think part of the change is just the fact that so many people actually have maybe not more time to play video games, but they're dedicating more time to play video games because they can't go out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I honestly have no idea. I assume the game awards coming up in a couple of weeks are really going to affect what the next big thing is. So like for me right now, it's Fortnite. Chris and I have been on a huge Fortnite <laughs> kick recently with the Marvel season just wrapping up. Yeah. Um, and now Kratos is in it. Yeah, I think the first time around we did this, you talked about how you were trying to get him to possibly do a biased review with you on Fortnite or just a biased review in general, but most likely about Fortnite because of the fucking fact you played for like 15 hours recently. Yeah, last week we played, I just like shut my brain off and we grinded I was level 30 and he was level 40 and we grinded all the way to level 100 in 15 hours or so. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a feat. I mean, it's also like a really good time investment to level like 15 hours because for like those, so those many battle levels passes and like, are like what a month long. Like that's how long you have. Uh, typically. They're like three months. Yeah. Typically. Three-ish. And you guys cracked it all out in 15 hours. So that's yeah, insane. I mean, that's actually it's it's really good for a game. Every every week they release new challenges that get net you more XP. So mm-hmm. yeah. like there's challenges that get you like 50 challenges that get you 20, 50,000 challenges that get you 25,000. So 
And unlike other games, their XP accumulation isn't crazy. So it's not like to get to level... Like, I think it was to get from level 120 to level 121. It was like 55,750. And then to get from level 121 to level 122, it was like 55,900. It's like just like a little bit here and there. That's not too bad. Which is pretty nice. A lot of games will like... Your level one is like a thousand, level two is two thousand, and it just keeps growing and growing until basically it feels like it's impossible to grow yeah. levels. Especially on games where they want you to spend money because the game was free. Yeah. True. Because you generally get stuff when you level. So I'm personally not a fan of Fortnite. It's just not my type of game. But I actually super, super appreciate that fucking mechanic in it then at least because that is extremely respectable way to, I it's, think, it's, just do something it's with consumer it. consumer friendly. Yeah, it's I mean, friendly. You it's great. To- you have to spend ten dollars on the battle pass, which I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, isn't bad. Every yeah. three months, spending ten bucks. I mean, um, <clears throat> I was spending ten bucks for fucking Nintendo's online shit to occasionally fucking play Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> and that was mainly just because I forgot. I mean, I probably should just been like, I haven't played Smash in six months. Why the fuck do I have this? Oh, people want to play. I'll just go buy it now. But I didn't. Yeah. And, like, Fortnite gets past all that on every console. Fortnite's literally free-to-play even if you don't have Xbox Live, PSN, or Nintendo, like, Nintendo. Yeah. So, like, you can just play it. Like, it doesn't matter. It truly is, like, a free-to-play game. Like, you can just sign up and play it as long as you have internet. And it's not really... It's definitely not fucking play-to-win. It's just, like... Yeah. It's paid to look pretty, but, I mean, it's every fucking game ever that's ever had a static DLC. Pay to look pretty... Was the first was the first Oblivion DLC too? I mean, pay to look yeah. pretty your life, right? <laughs> pay pay to look pretty was in fact the first Oblivion microtransaction. It's yeah. it's honestly one of the like first microtransactions in a AAA game. That horse armor is the start of microtransactions from there to now. So we were just interrupted by about five minutes of a loud truck outside of Hunter's apartment. So we don't know exactly what we were talking about. So fuck it. We're just going to talk about something new. If we were in the middle of a conversation you were interested in, fuck off. Like that guy should have. I don't think you should be telling our audience to fuck, fuck off. off. That's <sighs> just Justice's dynamic, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm the abrasive one that they still love somehow. I'm like Raphael from TMNT. <laughs> Rude, but... Cr- so something but crude, I don't remember. So literally the worst turtle. Yeah, no, the True. best turtle is clearly Donatello, but I mean Leo's the best turtle. Hunter, who's the best turtle? Uh, I gotta agree with Justice. I'm a Donnie Fuck fan. Yeah, God. Donnie all the way, boy. He what? does machines. In order, Leo. my favorite goes Donnie, Mikey, Leo, Raphael. <laughs> it's obviously Leo, Mikey, Donnie, Raph. No, it's Donnie, Mikey, Leo, Raph. God. Hunter's right. Justice and I based. Why does nobody love my sword boy? Leo's wonderful and I love him. If Donnie didn't exist, I would probably have Leo above Mike. This is such a but, weird tangent. But Leo just feels like a watered down version of Donatello. Thus, he gets put below Mikey. If Donnie didn't exist, it would go Leo, Mikey, Raph. But, you know, it's fine. We can all agree bottom rung is Venus de Milo, whatever. I think Venus might be better than Raph. I don't know what that. I don't know what who Venus is. So. Oh, the line, <clears throat> the the TV show when they were still using the costumes, they introduced a female turtle and they named her after a piece of art instead. I'm yeah. not even sure if Venus de Milo was her name, but she had a. No, it was Venus de Milo. Yeah. Not good. T- 
the, the executives in charge of the show thought that they needed a girl character in order to like because pull in just having audience. Yeah, just having April as the girl character made it weird because mm-hmm. she was a human and they were turtles. And they wanted to like be able to give the turtles an actual love interest instead of like cross species. And it's fine because she's not related to them. April. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah, very it, weird. it's very weird. Also, you think the conversation <laughs> that like, I think like according to the show, she is much younger than them because she is recently oozed compared to them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. This is anyway. a very weird tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. So, anyways, right now you're still playing through Yakuza One, Yakuza yeah. Kiwami, and you're playing through Persona Four War on stream. Yeah. Persona Four Golden and Shiny Hunting regularly, right? That's your stream right now. Yes, with um, some Skyrim crowd control. I, I did buy Skyrim during Black Friday just to do that. So. Yes, Skyrim crowd control was fun. Crowd I, I, I really enjoyed enjoyable. eating you into the air repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, Bright, Brighton did as well. Brighton loved eating me into the air. Uh, obviously, there's some Among Us thrown in there whenever yeah. the Among Us works. Yeah. But, that was more during the hype. I've kind of reeled back on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to a point where I enjoy watching Among Us like watching people play Among Us more than I enjoy playing Among Us because a lot of playing Among Us is doing almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I like to play video games with my friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, you play Among Us with your friends, but you spend so much time not talking to your friends. That's kind of boring. Or you're me and you die first every round for seven rounds and it's just not fun. True. Unless you're playing with me and Josh, in which case, whichever one of us isn't the imposter, the other one dies first. We're not even intentionally aiming for the other. Literally, just last time happens. I played Among Us, I died first for seven rounds. And I was just like, well, at least as a ghost, I can finish my task really fast. The last time I played with Josh, I died first four times in a row. And he only killed me one of those four fucking times. <laughs> His different partners each killed me. Huh. They just knew. They knew. They Apparently. They knew. knew. You got any plans coming up for your stream with the winter season or anything coming up exciting with your podcast? Bias reviews. So, podcast-wise, I'm releasing, sometime this week, I'll be releasing the second part to Oblivion, and which then I'll should, have that Which should be out by the time episode. you hear this podcast. Yes. Yep, yes. I'll be out. I should have, and then I'll have a guest episode with Chris, and instead of deep diving so much, it'll probably just be me and Chris shooting the shit about why we like Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do your, like, deep dive analysis for, like, the first few parts, and then just, when you get to gameplay or whatever, just shoot the shit with Chris, like... Ignore him for like the first half of the episode, and then just introduce him in the back half. Yeah, I I honestly think. But make him I sit there just... the entire time. <laughs> I honestly think I like Chris and I can form good conversation about like why people like Fortnite because it's really not hard to figure out. Chris and I have <laughs> talked about it before, but stream wise, recently I haven't been shiny hunting on stream, but that's because on the nineteenth of December I'm doing a twenty four hour live stream where all i'm going to be doing is shiny hunting and then at the end of the stream i'm going to give away every shiny i have caught over the course of the stream as kind of like a christmas thing so we're mm-hmm. we're going to start with deli bird which of course is the christmas pokemon mm-hmm. and then we're probably going to do roly coly and stuffle and stuff in general shiny hunting isn't my favorite thing to watch but that sounds like a like a hell of a cool stream regardless like yeah. maybe you can it make sounds like it be a lot of fun Actually, yeah, I mean, I have, I, I probably have to work, but I don't work for 24 hours, so I'll That's have time. That's probably a good thing. 
But no, like if the my only job, you, if my job could make me work for twenty four hours, oh, they would. They would. A hundred percent. I'm pretty sure most places would. It's capitalism, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. So that's December nineteenth, then. Yeah, it was going to be the twelfth, but I have to work on Sunday, so. I don't want to, you know, stab for 24 hours and then... I think that works better with this anyways, because this episode comes out on the 12th. So you get that, that... So, the, yeah... That you, advertisement, that probably won't help, but we can pretend it does. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to enter into that, all you got to do is uh, sub, sub to the channel. So wonderful. all subs are entered, so... Wonderful, great to hear. I want to get all the shiny. I will be there as much as I can. You never use them. Outside of having to work. Yep. <clears throat> but... Justice and I have actually been kicking around an idea for a way to give back to our fans as well for Christmas. And I think we have an idea, but you'll have to stay tuned for that one because it's a limited time window kind of thing. Well, I, I'm always tuned. So I always listen yeah. to your guys' episodes like on my way home from work when they come out because you guys are good about getting them out like early in the morning. That's the goal. I want the episode to be out on the 2nd, 12th or 22nd before 90% of people are awake. Yeah. Our goal is generally before six but nine is like the latest that we're happy with yeah after that it's just kind of a general disappointment yeah if we don't and if it doesn't we... end up on the second 20 12th or 22nd it's just bad yeah so we've only done that once though we want to thank you for coming on coming on our show thank you for introducing us to all these people who have become essentially a community of yeah. friends now like people we enjoy hanging out with do you want to shout out anything, your socials, anything else you have going on? Anything that you want to say, opinion-wise? Don't worry, um, if you miss anything about your socials, we will still put it in the show notes. Show notes. You guys have show notes? Wow. We do. It's almost like you're a podcast. You can follow me at Twitch to go sub and enter that giveaway over at twitch.tv slash fallopiangolem. My Twitter and Instagram is at hunterclass, class spelled C-L-A-I-S-E. Don't, don't at me. It's a last name. All last names are weird. <laughs> and then you can go listen to my podcast at biasreviews.simplecast.com. And you can join my Discord also at discord.io slash biasedreviews. So. I need to set up a discord.io for us. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it's um, free. But you're right. All last names are weird. My last name is a synonym for dick. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Same oh, justice. Thank you. You have a you have a great day. Bye, guys. You know that was better than I expected. Yeah, I I hate to admit, but you're not wrong. Again, we're joking. We obviously Some had of us are. We obviously had Hunter on because we enjoy his content. We're friends with him. Yeah, and we wanted. To... We've been friends with him basically just as long as we've been friends with Chris. So uh, five years, give or take. I've been friends with Hunter as long as I've been friends with Chris. That sounds more accurate. So, it's actually thanks to Philippian Golem that we even know who the other three people are. Yes. Through Be weird happenstance. Because one night, late at night, in May, I want to say. Late May, early June. Hunter was streaming some Pokemon shiny hunting. I would explain that, except those words don't matter in the slightest to the story. They really don't. He finished up his stream, decided that he was going to raid another Twitch streamer. Which, if you don't know about Twitch lingo, raiding is when someone takes their viewers and throws them at another person. All the way from, from Indiana to Canada. He, he threw us. He picked us up and threw us. Like, 
No joke. Not interesting. He literally picked people up and threw them. And we crash landed in the stream of SS Tugboat, who is not the next guest on this podcast. Probably because they don't stream enough for us to have built up a rapport with. But he definitely should stream more. He had some really good content that we enjoyed. Please, Tugboat, this is a personal plea. Please come back. I liked your content. The one stream I gotta see. (laughs) But more importantly for this discussion, Tugboat had a roommate. And his roommate was a streamer by the name of Logic Defender. And Logic Defender is our next guest. If you hadn't somehow already managed to put those pieces together. Yeah, I hadn't, but I was getting there. I I mean, sure, I trust you. I am Logic Defender. Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So the big thing we wanted to do with this was just highlight a bunch of content creators we enjoy, especially content creators we found in what is... A god awful abysmal year. Like, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we picked five, and mainly picked five that we felt we were close enough with to actually ask on the show. So that was you, JSD, Cons, Floping Golem, and Buried Comic. Yeah. Um, and we've just been really excited to get the chance to talk to you about this because we talk and chat all the time, right? Oh but, yeah, for sure. Like, and some of us look her all the time, but it's it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. <laughs> Chat talk is chat talk, and like you can't really get that one-on-one feel with somebody, yeah. and actually get to know them and chat as much as like in something like this. Even though this is going to go out to a bunch of random people. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. That's completely so, fair. So, to start, we've been wanting to like get just your origin story for your stream. How did you start as Logic Defender? I'd say generally, I mean, it, it's like content creation and and streaming has been something I've always kind of been interested in, and it's always kind of excited me, and I've made like mess around with video editing when I was way younger and and I had you know made a YouTube channel to post videos with my friends and it, those were some of those were pretty questionable looking back but uh and, yeah and honestly some of those were amazing <laughs> Danger Zone is still the best movie trailer it doesn't have a movie <laughs> true yeah it's good one day it'll come out one day one day <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah it was it was just a, a kind of an interest in that and then this year especially when kind of the lockdown started and it's like spending so much more time inside and it just seemed like it was now was the time to do it if I was going to take a shot at it and so that's what that's what I've been doing yeah I think we can relate to that whole this year's kind of the chance to do stuff idea that's kind of what we did this whole thing we had the idea before but I mean not the time and then we were forcefully given the time (laughs) shoved down our throats (laughs) 2020 did bring us all a bunch of time. I think it's been 29 months so far. <laughs> Something like that, at least. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other than your Twitch, you do upload to YouTube, which is mostly Twitch clips. Yeah. And your YouTube game is honestly on point. Like, yes. Very even much when so. I miss a stream, I feel like I've caught the entire stream because of your YouTube stuff. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> the YouTube game I mean, was taking a while to get yeah. to the point. It makes a lot of sense, though, especially with, like, the editing stream that we've seen you do. Like, it shows how much work you put into it with just the level of your YouTube content that you make. Oh, well, yeah, I appreciate that. It wasn't always the same. I mean, I've always been kind of of the philosophy that in your edits, like, it'll get better as you go. But I've never been one to, like, back away from an edit that looks, like, particularly tough. Because (laughs) I think it's, like, it will even if it'll take you forever to figure out how to do and to do, it'll be worth it in the end because you've A, built the skill and B, you know, it's something that people are going to watch and be like, oh, that's cool. And that's something that you, you know, that you want. Yeah. 
obviously, just we've talked to Cons a little bit, but like obviously you don't back down from a challenge. Yes. Yeah. You and Cons are working on something right now. And from what I understand, you've never animated it before this. No, not not really. You know, pretty basic. Like even graphics design, my experience has been pretty basic. So it's been, it's been a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any comfort, Cons. Solid and I have all agreed, based on what we've seen of the animation, it looks fantastic. Yes. So you're doing good work there. I like, appreciate that. I appreciate that. In fact, I didn't actually know it was your first time animating until Cons told us in, in, in the call. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's insane. Like, <laughs> it was a bold call for me to make to be like, yeah, I can, I can animate this. And it's been, it's been a few months of like, oh my freaking God, this is... Well, way more than I thought it was going to be. I mean, on a note, though, like, an animation job taking, like, a few weeks or months longer than you expected, that seems on track for animation, so I think you're still within the bar ballpark of being pretty fine. Yeah, there you go. I'm just experiencing what it is to be an animator, and that's just constant delays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> constant delays and crunch. Yep, that mm -hmm. sounds right. <laughs> Getting that entire experience. That's how you know it's good. It, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. They, I mean, it's so difficult because there's so many parts that it's like I have such a, a vision for it in my head and then I'm just like trying to reconcile that and putting that together and it's just, ugh. Yeah, I think that's the general struggle of every artistic vision. For me, it's sucks. impressive that you're even doing it because like when I get this vision of something I want to do in my head, if I can't know what I'm seeing in my mind, I just want to give up and not do it at all. I'm like, no. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, fighting like, that like perfectionist instinct is always it's hard for me because I'm, you know, I like I really like to take pride in in the stuff that I do and it's it's hard to jump into something that you haven't done when you want it to be perfect and it's like ah. <laughs> so you're just fighting yourself every step of the way cuz some things you have to yeah. So, just a little bit back more on your stream. Your stream is a variety stream. You do a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Um. Currently, you're playing through Pokemon Platinum. Is that correct? Uh, Pokemon Diamond. Yeah. Diamond. Yep. Pay more attention, man. I knew it was fourth gen. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> I've been watching all the streams. I just it's fourth gen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than Pokemon, though, you've dabbled in stuff like Pogo Stuck. Mm -hmm. Dabble. That's kind of a strong word there. That was <laughs> that was a good chunk of time. It was a great chunk of time, but that. <laughs> It was a while. <laughs> it took a while, yeah. That that both of those took. A, uh, I mean, map one took a, a few weeks, like about a month. I think map two took about a month too. But I put in the grind for map two. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> map, like map two was insane. I mean, oh. I, map one was was a lot, but yeah. map yeah. two, like, I don't even know how you went back to map two after map one. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I, other than challenging cons to it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that was the motivation. Yeah, I've been through Pogo Stuck Hell. I got, you know, a whole five subs out of it, so then at least there's that. But <laughs> And you also it's it's been a couple weeks now, but you started a flashback Wednesday, Thursday. I'm terrible. Oh yeah, I was doing a flashback uh or throwback Thursdays for a while. Throwback, throwback Thursday, Thursday, yep. Yeah, I I know you played Diddy Kong Racing and mm -hmm. I played a little bit of that casually when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just watching you play through it, I learned so much about that game. I had no idea was in that game. Yeah, like maps and like boss fights. Like <laughs> I love that game, man. That's so good. I was sad though because the footage that I got from it, the game was so loud, and I'm like, oh my god, there's no way I can <laughs> do anything with this because the game, yeah, the game was just way too loud. You could barely hear me, and I was like, 
which sucks because yeah, I was I had such a blast with that. And then yeah. obviously everybody has been doing Among Us. Like that's the biggest thing yeah. this year, probably streaming wise. There was a brief period for Fall Guys and a brief period period for um, what was Phasmophobia? that? Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Yeah, right. that I mean, one. the Phasmophobia one still exists a bit, but. But Among Us has been the big one. And how has your Among Us been? I love Among Us. Like, I think a lot of people end up playing it because it's just kind of the flavor of the month type deal. But it's the kind of game that I, just, I love the communal aspect of it. I love the the game mechanics itself. I love how it's like you can be really creative with it and almost it feels like no two games are always alike. And like there's so much that I love about the game and it's a little bit sad to see it start to, you know, lose a little bit of its popularity, but it, you know, it has to happen to, it, it's bound to happen eventually. But, uh, but yeah, it's been tough lately. It feels like it's always hard to get uh, lobbies together and then this, that. So, but yeah. I've come, I've come to a point with Among Us where I actually enjoy watching it more now than I do playing it. Like, mm-hmm. for a while, I just wanted to play in every Among Us game I could. could. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no, I just want to watch Among Us content. Which is nice because everybody's posting Among Us content. So, like... <laughs> the um, need is definitely met. Yeah. The need is met, yeah. For me, the game was really nice because it combined all my favorite thing about social deduction games with... None of the worst things about social deduction games, which is like the boring parts in between turns and stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or the setup of a fucking like board. Yeah, like yeah, some Oof. of the worst social deduction games I've played like take a twenty to thirty minute setup, and then you're done with the game. Like you can be done with the game in the first five minutes, you get killed. Like at least in Among Us, as a ghost, you can still do stuff. Yeah, like there's yeah. still gameplay. Yeah, that's so true. many other social deduction games. It's like, oh, you died. Have fun watching everyone else do something right now. Yeah. Which I mean, we, uh, the other th- nice thing about Among Us is games are usually only like 10, 15 ish minutes, right? They're like, and that's yeah, like yeah. a long game. So it's like, even if you're dead, it's quick. It's quick and you're on to the next one. Another thing is it's a very social game. Like, t- you ha- you can play with nine other people. And in a year when, when g- being with nine other people is probably a death sentence for at least somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when that death sentence is only virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And for more than one person. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> yeah, it's got to compensate. Sure, you're not not as no one's gonna die in real life, but now more people have to die vo- virtually. It's the fair fair exchange there, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Equivalent exchange, equivalent exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than video games and other than Twitch, is there anything that you that that has been exciting for you this year? I know it's not been the best year, but like <laughs> outside mm-hmm. of Twitch. Yeah, so much of my focus has definitely been on content and whatnot. But I think they, I mean, it's been a good year for Dungeons and Dragons generally. I mean, I, I, I love D&D and I'd love to get some kind of D&D thing set up for, for streaming, but I'm just not sure how the logistics of that, it would have to be the right group and, and everything. But yeah, uh, but, I think there's uh, a lot a lot of burden on every player for, for a stream D&D game, not just like in the DM or players, but like in the setup and what you're using to show the game, like Hunter is wanting to stream our game when we were playing. Yeah. And it's just a whole bunch of stuff goes into that. And it's cool when it works, but I, there's so many games out there that are terrible to watch. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But when it works, it works really well. Most of the time. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's so much impetus on each person to be at their best hundred percent of the time, which you know, that's kind of 
almost an entire thing in streaming to just yeah. be able to be on so often. But that's definitely going to be harder with the D&D group. And like, I like, think trying to balance the whole being on at that point, but also not trying to take over just the entire spotlight of a campaign or a game is yeah. a lot harder to balance. Like yeah. you said, I think it just comes down to the right group, though. If yeah. you get the right five to six people together, I think you can probably pull it off. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It, it's like, inter- I'm like, do I try and assemble like a group of people? Because I know Kants had been talking, even when we first met, we had kind of discussed this a little bit and how it would be cool to set it up. But even, I don't know if if it was like a group of people that I know from streaming, how, like, because I'm big into uh, role-playing in my games. Yeah. That's something that I, like, I'm a drama major and, and what whatnot. So that's something that I, a lot of the enjoyment that I get out of it. So it would have to be a group that was, like, really willing to to do that back. But that's not every group, and I, I can recognize that. As far as streaming goes, I think a game that's more centered on drama has a higher appeal to it than... yeah. Oh, Those so much combat grindy games. Which, which is like, yeah, we get out of a fight. Time to go in another fight. I uh, okay. I mean, guys, which, I can I can go do this myself. I can roll some dice and be upset that I didn't hit something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Sometimes dice rolling and killing things is fun. Other times, I, I I just want the drama and the character because yeah, for me, role in, with role playing, the most enjoyable part of role playing is like building that character and backstory and like fleshing this person out making this tiefling or halfling with these epic backstories that lead into the game like that's my favorite part of role-playing most of the time yeah well i love interacting and just watching like letting your character change and letting things like impact them it's i love that Mm -hmm. that's a lot of the the like enjoyment that i get out of the game is seeing a character who's like dealing with something and maybe they're like working to overcome something or, or anything along those lines even when you have something really cool from your backstory that's, you know, as a DM that you're able to, like, incorporate into a game, that just always feels really satisfying to me as well. So it's a, a kind of a combination of all that. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like, because of that, sometimes when you're not with the right group or someone just feels like, you know, trolling in a session, it's just like, man, don't get me wrong, I'm slightly amused, but also that was a plot element that could have taken us so far or this was an important thing to my character and now it's been reduced to i stabbed him yeah what <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> I, sure i guess but you know it, we had yeah. so much mileage in that thing yeah it, it's a hard balance to strike because everybody gets different enjoyment out of the game and it's some people love just naming their character you know mcdouble and and running around freaking <laughs> killing all the guards and just causing chaos everywhere and it's like that's not how everybody likes the game but it's you know, some campaigns are just like that it's like ah yeah other than the campaign that we currently have on pause because i went back to work and it's been hard to find time to line up all my players time the longest campaign i had before that was when i was running with some friends at work before this job and it was going really well there was a lot of story and like our dm was taking elements for a backstory and incorporating them into the story at large which was cool because he was, he was initially running from a module, but like he used our characters to break away from the module. Mm. And we were having a lot of fun with it, but we were exploring a haunted mansion and our rogue kept failing to d- disarm the traps and just detected them. And so he was just like, I'm just going to start shoving other people into traps to disarm them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that ended up with party and fighting. Yeah. And oh, then no. because he shoved me into a trap that took half my health, I just drank a potion of intangibility and escaped the mansion and let them all die. <laughs> So, like, it also doesn't help that their rogue at a point just like kept trying to fucking steal his stuff. You know that that classic character's like, I'm gonna play the rogue, 
and I'm just going to take everyone's stuff. Why the fuck are you doing this? You're just causing party strife, and it's just someone's going to attack you. You're going to get upset that somebody in the party attacked you and not be able to empathize or accept the fact that you fucking brought it on yourself because yeah. you just caused a nuisance for no fucking reason. Honestly, yeah. it was a great game until the mansion shenanigans went down. But <laughs> my yeah, character was... went through, yeah, games go down like that. My character so... was the only one that survived. Yes. So. <laughs> it, it, you know, some characters can't survive the bottle episode. And no one survived that mansion bottle episode except for his mm, character. It's not they're not in the budget. They're special effects too <laughs> expensive. Gotta get cut. Gotta get cut. <laughs> I had a, a game I was running. My first game, I'd kind of done something similar to that where I'd started in, in homebrew and then I had something that led my characters to Barovia so that we could play through Curse of Strahd. And then their backstories kind of like dragged them back out of it at the end. But but yeah, at one point, one of the characters had died. And so the player had made a new character who was a halfling. And the whole group, they, they were really bad for just like ripping everybody to like to shit like they would I'd, I'd make a place called uh i think i made a place called like anti-year and they were like anteater and they just like they take names they rip apart they do whatever yeah. they'd be like why would you make a character that was short so yeah the instant this guy comes in with his halfling rogue they're like oh short and one of the guys who was a little bit obnoxious goes i'm gonna punt him and so, <laughs> And and he goes up to kick him and the and the rogue dodges and whatever. And of course, the guy who makes the rogue makes it so that his like height is something that is like a big deal for him. Yeah. And so he has like a grudge. And it got to the point where he like led off the character who tried to kick him into the woods and just assassinated him and left him there like dead. And then tried to rejoin the group and everybody's like, what What happened to the other guy? And he's like, oh, he, he left. And they were like, what? He left? He's like, yeah, he said he had to go and he left me all his money. So it's like, oh my God. Yeah, that, that sounds right. He was almost doing that, you know, just walking off in the woods with people and like, I've got to leave and hand them his money. <laughs> to take my money, I got to go. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It happens, I get it, yeah. He had abandonment issues, but not the like normal type of abandonment issues. He had <laughs> abandoned other people. Yeah, yeah, he had to go. He's been traveling with you guys for like a year now, but he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of done with this. Strahd's kind of spooky. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I know I've done Curse of Strahd a lot of times, and I know Josh has done it several times because Elopian Hunter. Done it, I've done it once. Oh, I thought he, I, I thought he we didn't more. get halfway through the campaign, which so, is sad. I want yeah. to play through Curse. Fallopian or um, Hunter really really loves curse of Strahd, and he loves trying to run it and i use the word try because for some reason every time when we start it it'll be going well it'll be going well and either we just won't be it'll be up for a while so it'll be like fuck no one remembers what, what the fuck's going on or you know we just kind of want to reset anyways or shit happens with the players for no fucking reason mm. like i remember one time we were playing through and he had a friend who hadn't been playing before so you know that's fine we'll help out here and there you know, not try to be a dick or anything, because that's, like, gatekeeping is horrible for anything, yeah. and d is really bad about it sometimes. Yeah. But we had a friend in, and we had another person, I don't fucking remember who it was, and we were playing through Christmas Strahd, and we opened with the, um like, haunted house thing that you can oh, kind of yeah, open death with. House? The, yeah. yeah, the death house. And somehow, my mute gnome barbarian that I was playing, who was totally not inspired by a midget psycho from borderlands because i'd played this module so many times and i was just like <laughs> i need something to keep me intrigued 
somehow he became the face of the party despite like the only time he speaks being crazy psycho talk <laughs> because no one was doing anything as a gnome i had the cantrip to like make small sounds or things i picked yeah. up a human skull that was my that became my best friend and would be intelligent and talk us through situations oh because oh, everyone else just like fell in like how, how do i do this how do i do this but keeping character so i struggled to find some way to like move us along i was like i have a skull for a best friend now i just picked it up off the ground <laughs> he likes yeah. to tell me things it's hard when you don't have somebody who's like or you don't have a group that's good at just like choosing a direction and being like like oh i'm fired with choosing this direction when you have a group that's just like well we could go here but i don't know if we should go here but maybe we should go to the castle but i don't know where and it's like no you just have to pick a place and go there man it's not that yeah hard. it's falling into that whole pitfall of being like so we're gonna sit here and prepare for two hours and then eventually our plan is just gonna be to open the door and see what's inside but we spent two hours deciding to open that door i mean so, we could have gone through the wall kind of hey I've went through a cylinder before. So have I. I ripped it open with a <laughs> stone shape. As you do, as you do. The door was unlocked, and it looked like a trap, so we went through the cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's your only option, you know? If the door is looking trapped, why check for traps when you could just go through the roof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To justify it, it, the door was trapped. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, get like a 1d4 dart trap on it. You're like, hmm, gotta go into the ceiling. <laughs> you end up fighting like a group of five enemies because you went, popped up in a room there and then you have to drop back oh, down no, through no, the ceiling. No, we, like... we, we, we dropped in the boss's chamber, so that was <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it was this goblin fortress. We climbed up on the top of the roof and like melted our way through with acid cantrips. <laughs> acid cantrips. So it took. For fucking ever. Uh, but, yeah. I think in game time it was like two and a half hours of acid melting. And the boss is sitting there like, yeah, of course. They're well, falling right into my trap as he I, sees the hole slowly yeah. melting in his room. At the, at the beginning, I was like, do we have a fucking leak? We have a leak. Come on. I gotta get a henchman on that. That doesn't look. That doesn't look. That doesn't. That's not safe at all. You got a henchman working on it. It, ah! it, it, My hand. Being, it did end up being worse for us because he had fortified the room when he noticed the acid. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got like all his whole army in there just ready. <laughs> it was much worse for us that way, but But you avoided for, the trap, so and makes for a good story. <laughs> it's true, it's true, yeah. So outside of D D though, which we kind of sidetracked on, which yeah, it's, it's a fine. great sidetrack. Mm -hmm. Going forward, the end of 2020 into 2021. You got any big plans for the stream other than like the YouTube thing that's coming out later next mm -hmm. week, probably? Mm, big plans. I go through like waves of like <laughs> ideas that I have. So I'll just hit something occasionally and I get like four or five ideas. I'm like, gotta do that, gotta do that, gotta do that. And then I'll just hit like droughts of ideas. And that's kind of where I'm at now. And I mean, it's all right because I think this is a good enough time to like come up with ideas because I don't want to be doing anything crazy while I'm at, you know my mom's place <laughs> yeah so it's not like i'm gonna be like you know putting on uh cat suits or anything while i'm here but but no, uh no no more whipped cream at your no mom's place? well you know maybe maybe they'll make a comeback you never know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy <laughs> i'll link that clip in the show notes <laughs> it's it's a time it's a time yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think 
I, it, it's interesting with with stream because it's always it, like I haven't planned anything that's been like huge. Mm-hmm. Like I planned things that are like, oh, this will be a co- like one cool stream. But I don't know if I've ever like planned like, oh, I have this like idea for like a week of something that I'm doing or something like that. You know? Yeah. That, that's fair. Like I know, and this is gonna sound terrible. We have most of the things you say are. <laughs> That's also true. We have a couple like lists of shows people suggested. Speaking of, Ozarks is still on that list. Yes. Mm. We, will, we, we will get to that. But we always get to like three or four days before the, the episode is due out. And we're like, yeah. hey, what are we watching this week? <laughs> Sometimes we have things planned before. And like the month of October, we're just like, we should watch something scary. A horror anthology. And I was like, I wonder if Arl Stein's Goosebumps is on a streaming service you can find. So when we found that, we immediately knew after that was Haunting Hour. But yeah, we just did R.L. Stein shows for October. Like, that That was easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but most of the time, it's like, oh, shit, we have to record an episode. <laughs> oh, we have four days, two days, and we have to edit. And- <laughs> <laughs> so there's no sleeping for two days. Oh, okay. Um, Sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I get you there with the like lack of planning sometimes. Sometimes, though... Actually, I'm going to say this for sure. Other than Kiss Sis, which is still our best performing episode of all time. I don't know if you know that anime. No, um, I don't think I'm familiar. You're, you're fine. You probably shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> other than Kiss Sis, I think some of our best episodes have been when like we just found something while scrolling Netflix or Hulu and was like, we're watching this. Mm. Like, we have no context for it. It either looks like it's going to be absolutely horrible or it actually looks good. Most of the times when we've just been scrolling, it's been the horrible one, but. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about like this concept for the podcast is it's even if it's bad, it's still, you know, it's good to talk about how bad something oh, is. Oh yeah, like. Oh, Kiss This was terrible. And it's our best performing episode. Kiss This <laughs> is an anime about a, a younger brother and his two older sisters. They um, are step siblings though. And... Oh, I've got that. well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, they, and his stepsisters are twins. So stepsisters, what are you doing? <laughs> that's the anime stepsis what are you doing yeah also their parents coldly condone it condone is, everything it's the worst <laughs> it was terrible to watch and worse to review and for some reason people love that episode because we are legitimately suffering and it is recorded and people people oh. are sadistic oh uh, i understand it's yeah. like when logic eats hot peppers on stream yeah, yeah. or when i try and solve a freaking rubik's cube <laughs> yeah <laughs> Rubik's Cube string was great. Um, I, I know. It was wonderful. That was a fantastic idea, but it was hell to do. It was one of those things <laughs> that's just, just absolutely gross to actually do. But the idea was so good, I couldn't not do it. <laughs> For our listeners, if any of you want to go watch that stream, it is amazing. But what it was, Logic decided he was going to solve a Rubik's Cube on stream. But anytime somebody donated a certain amount of bits, he reset. Yeah, it was anybody who followed, anybody who donated anything, anybody who subbed. It was like anything you wanted to do, basically, for, that for, made an alert pop up, other than like Raider host or whatever. For a second, I was thinking that, like, when I was remembering, I was thinking that you put a limit on it, like maybe 100 bits or something. But now that we're now that yeah, I'm talking no, no. about it. There were multiple times where it was just like one, and I was like, no, you're so close. <laughs> then I'm remembering that you only committed to torturing yeah, yourself. I really did. I really did. I was like, maybe I'll raise the minimum to like a hundred when I'm at like, I don't know, 
400 resets or something like that. And then I, and I said that really early and I was like, I'm not going to change. I'm not, I'm too stubborn to change. <laughs> and yeah, we were like eight hours in and I was like, ah, <laughs> honestly, it's just some of your best streams are these ideas that from the outside have seemed like they would be stupid, but when you're watching them are the most insane fun things. Like you did a speed run versus cons with a spelling game. Like yeah. Yeah. that was, that was like the first month I was watching you guys. And it was a drunk speed run of bookworm. Is that the game of the game? Book yeah, yeah. Just honestly, some of the best content that's ever graced the presence of Twitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love when you get like a wacky idea like that, that's just something that you know that nobody's ever really done. You're like, Oh, this is going to be so good, but it's like, it's just such a stupid idea. Like it's speed running a spelling game or yeah. It's like, I, I don't know how this is going to appeal to anyone, but I want to do it because my <laughs> God, is it a glorious fun. idea. It was very good. I've loved a lot of these, like your big streams, but also your, your, your just day-to-day streams are a lot of fun too. Yeah. Playing Pokemon and watching you f- fail to find how to get through a cave. It's good content. It's fun. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. use repels. Well, I don't need repels. So I don't need repels. I, I don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Just want to give you a chance to shout out any of your social medias, obviously your Twitch, so that our audience knows where to find you. Or anything awesome. else you feel like shouting out. Yeah, or yeah. anything else you want to shout out. Well, it's uh, Logic Defender on Twitch and YouTube. I think I'm at logic underscore defender on twitter not sure about that and tiktok i think is the same thing so if you're interested that's where you can find me very Hon- nice that'll all definitely be in the show notes honestly, so even the ones you're unsure about people will find honestly you and cons could both do with like posting some more tiktoks for me to view you guys are the reason why i, I like initially created an account so <laughs> yeah tiktok is it's uh a platform that's just I, i'll post a video on that and i'll come back to it and it'll be like oh this has a thousand views and like a hundred likes i'm like ah what the shit <laughs> when did this happen also how did this happen I, I i wasn't paying attention tiktok's kind of a weird platform but i've been yeah. enjoying like following people on there so anyways thanks again logic this has been a great conversation and yeah even yeah. though it's editing, I'm looking forward to like compiling all these together. So it's been a great time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate being able to uh, come and talk to you guys about stuff. So if you've been paying attention, we just finished up with Logic. If you haven't, I mean, I can't actually blame you. This is a pretty long episode, but also you fucking should have. And if you're hearing this, that fucking wasn't for you because you have listened. It's a sense of irony when you're talking to viewers. I believe they call it preaching to the choir and I don't care. But honestly, at this point, we're over halfway through the episode, so if you want to take a break and come back later, don't. Just keep listening. We're almost there. Yeah. Don't give up now. Don't wimp out on us. Um, but if no. you need to, I mean, wait, we're not on the plane. I can't tell you to grab your oxygen mask. Steal the oxygen mask from the next elderly person you see. That should help. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. So the next person on our list of guests... With somebody we met because of logic, actually. Which, again, ties all the way back to Hunter and his random raid of SS Tugboat. SS Tugboat, or if you're listening, please make more content. (laughs) But no, next up is a guy named Kantz, who we discovered through logic. Kantz will hit on his story and how he and logic met a little bit. But after one of logic's streams, he was like, hey, you guys should check out this guy I know. Yeah. And he sent us over there. It was maybe a raid? I don't think it was, though. I don't know. 
All well, I know is Kant was busy playing some poker. And Josh freely and liberally used the term us because Logic wasn't particularly aware I was there because I lurked for the longest fucking time. Because be- like most people in the world, they are unaware of your actual existence. True. And eventually, because of basically these streamers here and a few others who we didn't get a chance to talk to, but these guys play a huge part, I have actually started to use my Twitch account to watch people and follow them and actively provide them with views that they deserve because their content is good. And mainly work, which is another Twitch term for those of you unfamiliar with Twitch, which just means he's in chat, but he's not saying anything. You yeah. wouldn't even know he's there unless you check the users in chat list. I also look in our Discord. I finally caught up with all my Discords. I know this is totally off tangent. Like, it, there was like 400 plus notifications on my Discord, and now there's like 20. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, you caught up? Give it a fucking moment. So next up is Kant's. Before we dive fully into Kant's, I do want to say he introduced... Actually, we can get to that after Kant's. Let's just... Yeah, let's go Kant's. Let's let's just talk to the Brit. Hi, I'm Kant's, and welcome to the Pilot's Lounge. Thank you for being here, Kant's. Thank you for doing this the second time. We we made mistakes. This is actually our first time... Well, these series of calls are only our second time attempting to record remotely. And the first time we recorded remotely was with Hunter, Fallopian Golem. And that went okay. Yeah, we got we to play back and it was fine. And then Audacity destroyed it. So we've yeah. had a bad history. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh. It, it played back. I saved it and exported the file and the file was unusable. Like, it just wouldn't load into anything. And like, Yeah. Um, I, you hate it as well when it's uh, like, because if it's a video, I guess if you're like creating a YouTube video or something like that, there's a concept behind it. So you could always like, oh, we'll just do it again. Whereas with a podcast, it's an organic conversation usually. So that's incredibly hard to like <laughs> recreate exactly how it was. Like you'd never get that moment again. So yeah. not to not to make you guys feel any worse about the whole situation. But <laughs> I don't know. We've already realized that we've had a few episodes where that's happened where it's just been like, we've recorded this episode. Oh shit, something fucked up, something sounds horrible. Let's go do an entire another hour to two hours about this show. There's a show that we watched and recorded when it was relevant. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We, we'll bleep it out for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, sure. um, oh, okay. We watched the first two episodes and reviewed that, and we both think it's terrible. Yeah, we're not a fan. Really? Oh, yeah, really. I, I actually quite liked it, but um, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just talking about why you guys don't like why I do. That sounds fun. Well, part of it's just the camera work in of itself. Almost everything's a smash cut into a next scene, and some scenes are just like spliced without need to be, and we just go back immediately to the same point. And they, they and, and nothing's changed, and it could have just been one continuous scene instead of like twenty seconds here, ten seconds somewhere else, and twenty seconds back here. And the I worst do part agree is, with that. I never noticed, but I do agree with that. Yeah. The worst part of it is they like also give us the same exposition in all three character stories. So every time we we're, we're with one of the main characters, we'll get exposition, and then when we change to another character, we get the exact same exposition. Yeah. And like, it was <laughs> it was hard to keep track of because it felt like I was being an idiot because. They were telling me something, and I was like, "Don't I already? I feel like I already know this." You Am did. I, I already told you twice. Is, is, this is, is this a different thing, or is this exactly the same information that they're telling me? If I misread the first bit, and then because it was all jumbly wumbly timey wimey out of time and stuff, that was I was like, "All right, now I'm very confused because I've been told this information, but then this was now in the past. I've realized. So when did this information happen? Uh, it was, it was yeah, told in the best in the best way, and I agree with the smash cuts as well. Yeah. I think one of our biggest criticisms when we were talking about it was it's really like hard for somebody who's not in content to understand what's going on in the show. 
but also it's really hard for somebody that enjoys the content to understand what's going on in the show because they don't like respect the timelines from the other content. Right. Yeah. Whether it's from the so, or the so it we makes, both had experience in it, it both creates of those. a weird barrier of entry for both new fans and old fans, and I don't know who that means you're trying to pander to. Like, they're like, trying to create a middle ground, and the middle ground's just a fucking mountain. Anyways, <laughs> we, we, cons. Part we should of... do a whole episode on this, please. <laughs> I, want to, <laughs> I want to talk about your failed podcast on <laughs> please. We're going to re-record it and re-release and actually release it when Okay, okay. But when that comes out, 100%, we can do an episode with you just talking about our takes on Yes, okay. 100%. Cool. I'm down, I'm down. Um, but aside of our redacted episode that <laughs> the audience doesn't get to know about, you are a streamer, Cons. I do be a Twitch streamer. And how did you get into that? Kind of a very roundabout way because I've kind of done everything like on the internet. <laughs> like I've done a, I've done a podcast. Uh, I've always been, I've started like five different YouTube channels all to no, like no success really. But um, I've been, I've been trying <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I started my Twitch channel about two years ago. Um, I did, 10-ish uh, in real life streams which was around when the world cup was on and it was just me and my mates me filming off my phone uh getting pissed in pubs and having a <laughs> great time and then uh i stopped because i kind of wanted to progress to do like more just chatting kind of content and not be irl the whole time and mm -hmm. everything that i had an idea to do i didn't have a good enough pc or um like equipment to be able to do it i just basically had my phone so i was like i can't really afford to do any of that so then i was like i'll i'll get back into streaming when i get a pc and then two years later i got a pc so i got back into <laughs> streaming and then here we are <laughs> pretty succinct um some of the, your old content like you said the, the irl stuff that's still on your youtube channel a lot of it yeah like, i figured it was kind of because it's i because i've i've had this YouTube channel for a while and it's gone on under like lots of different uh names and all that kind of stuff um, but that was obviously when I was still streaming on the same Twitch and it was still a Twitch highlight. So I figured I'd keep them up and they're, they're good memories and they're, they're a good laugh when I watch them back with my mates that I filmed them with. So. No, they're definitely good for a laugh. I honestly, it's, <laughs> it's some hilarious content. And I know last time we talked, this was a question that I ended up bringing up at the end, but that IRL style content, is that something that you're wanting to get back to, you know, when the world's done imploding or is yes, that like definitely. past cons? Nah, when when the world's done imploding, I think you put it best there. Yeah, when when it's able to, when I actually can go into a pub, um, then yes, <laughs> I, I will definitely do that kind of content. I want to do it better than how I used to because it was very framey and uh, the signal was never great. So if I can guarantee a good signal in a place, then I'd do it there. Or if I get one of those like backpacks that the IRL streamers have, which seem like I think they cost like over a grand to get like yeah, something like that it's not exactly a cheap thing so it yeah, might no. be a, 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 a couple you know a ways down the line but it's, it's definitely something that i'd like to do yeah okay i was just wondering about that because like i love your streams i do they're you, fantastic you, you make some amazing content we've talked to a logic about how some of your guys's collab streams are just ideas that don't sound like they should work but then they come together and it's just like when you guys both speed ran a spelling game together <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh mate, that whole entire story is so good because um basically i just like bullied logic into being friends with me 
Um, so I like I I think I raided him once, or a viewer of mine I think tried to get him to fail in getting over it by resetting, and <laughs> caught him out with it, and he ended up resetting. Um, and then that viewer came back to tell me that he'd done it successfully. And I was like, I felt really bad. So I went to go watch his uh, stream and I ended up just like watching his stream on my stream for a couple of minutes because it was really fun. So then I <laughs> go, I went back a couple of times. I was like a, a regular-ish viewer and he was playing a spelling game, which I can't even, Bookworm, that's it, Bookworm Adventures, um, <laughs> which is literally made for people in high school slash, uh, it would be middle school probably for you guys. Yeah. yeah. That are like learning how to create bigger words it's not like a, a baby spelling game there's mm. there's some like complex words that you can spell in it but like it's definitely aimed at children and he was playing it just casually on his stream and i was like <laughs> what is this <laughs> so i was like do you know what would be amazing is if we did this as a race drunk and I'd never spoken to the guy. I was in his chat. I could have been some random person, but he would have. And but he, he didn't. He didn't go like, mm, yeah. Well, maybe I guess we'll talk about it. He was like, yeah, I'm down. He hadn't. <laughs> he hadn't even watched any of my streams. Didn't have a clue who I was. I guess he'd seen. He must have like clicked on my channel, so he'd seen that I had like a. I, I think at that time I maybe had like a hundred or so followers. So it was clear that I wasn't just like, I had two followers and I'd never streamed and I was like, let's do this. But that's, that's why I really like Logic. Cause he's always, he's, if the content's there, he's like, yes, let's do it. And then we just, from then on, have always come up with stupid, um, like collabs and different stream ideas. It's been very strange how it started, but yeah, very fun. Of all of the streams I watch, you are definitely one of the most open to collabing. It seems yeah. I know, one of your main series right now is actually a collab with JSD Names, who we also talked to for this. It's a souling that you guys do. But yeah, yeah. other than that, we've done collabs with Logic, Syri, and a whole bunch of other streamers that we all engage with content-wise. Now, that's definitely part of how you're how you're growing as a streamer, like yeah. because you're seeing like you're building this community, obviously. Outside of that, though, it, it's just something you enjoy doing, right? Like reaching out to other people's communities and people you enjoy watching, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I am. Um, so there's there's a, there seems to be a culture on Twitch for smaller streamers that are like, if I watch you, if I put a lurk on for you, if I do anything like that, like not me, like they're saying, yeah. this, like if if they do that to yeah. you, then you have to do it back. It's kind of like a I'm doing you a favor, so you do me a favor kind of thing. And I hate that. I, I don't think that's how it should work. You should watch people that you want to watch. You should support the people that you want to watch. Yeah. If someone is creating content that I want to consume, then by all means, I'll help them out. But the main reason that I, that the main way that I will help them out is by watching their content and being a fan of their content. So uh, everyone that you mentioned, there's, there's a whole list. So I don't want to name names because then I'll miss off one person. And I'll be really <laughs> peeved that I've missed Yeah, that, the whole <laughs> thing about having names was just like, I'm going to forget something. I'm going to forget something. And then you're always fucking doing it. You're like, now I feel bad, but I remembered other people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's I, I thought I would. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to forget people because I'm just like that. So I'm not going to say any names, but all of the people that uh, I will raid or that I uh, talk to or mention or want to do collabs with, it's, it's only for the sole reason that I enjoy their content. And I think it would be great to create content with that person. So yeah, I, I think you were right in that that's definitely helped with like moving forward because it's been merging all these different communities together into like one big community. 
and it's just something I like to do. I do that with my friends in real life as well. If I like have a friend from work that I think is really, really cool, and I'll be like, please, these are all of my friends that I already have. Be friends <laughs> with them so I don't have to go and see you and then them. I can then see all of you together because we're all friends and it's great. So I desperately try and make all my friends friends with each other, mainly so I can just then have one big chat that I don't have to keep track of like 17 different messages with people. See, I don't blame it's you. the efficiency of having one friend group versus having four friend groups. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, especially when there's when there's big, uh, like, events, you don't want to, like, if all, like, say, like, if all three people are doing, like, something really cool, you'd be like, well, I, let's get all of my friends to go to all of these cool things then. That'll be great. So, yeah, I just, that, it seems the efficiency, uh, that's just how my brain works. I'm just like, make everyone friends with everyone, please. Well, it's definitely worked in the streaming community. I know... We only found you because we stumbled onto Logic's roommate and then through Logic's oh, yeah. roommate, Logic, and Logic was the doorway that led us to you and all of the people that you're friends with and have built this community with, yeah. which honestly, everybody that, you, everybody that you collab with are all great people. Everybody that you seem to be friends with on Twitch all have great content. So you definitely can pick the good content out. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad my... My taste is uh, is also agreed with with you guys. So, on your Twitch channel, though, we haven't really talk, talked a lot about what you're doing currently on Twitch. I did mention the Soul Link, which is a Pokemon Nuzlocke, but it's a it's a team Nuzlocke. Essentially, you're playing with somebody yeah. else. So my team's linked to his. If one of my Pokemon dies, his dies as well. Which is funny because JSD is really good at the game, and I'm not so much. So I just. <laughs> like completely ruining almost guaranteed like runs i'm just like oops sorry all my pokemon are dead we have to start again sorry. <laughs> other than soul link you're doing something this month for to celebrate po like it's the pokemon it's pokemon right like yeah yeah but, well i had an idea i want to do um a month of pokemon and then ludwig is like we're doing pokemon week i was like but i i had the i, I wanted to do pokemon now it's gonna look like i copied Lud oh no so then uh, I decided to just full on copy him and his like a little picture that he did for Pokemon week. He had like uh, a specific like screen grab from um, Gen 3 in the background and like Pokemon week. So I just took the logo of Pokemon week, took the same thing and then just crossed out week and put month and then put all of my stream <laughs> schedule on it um, just to just to fully embrace the fact that I am indeed a Ludwig clone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I just really like Pokemon and I want to kind of, I had uh, like five, six ideas for stream content to do with Pokemon. So I was like, I'll just make a month out of it and just do solely Pokemon. And it's it's been it's been good so far. We're only a week through though. So, so with your Pokemon schedule that you have going on, obviously you have your, your drunk walks that you do every Saturday, which is you, <laughs> it's Gen 3, right? Pokemon yeah, Emerald? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Pokemon Emerald where I drink basically for anything that happens in the game. But it's it's like <laughs> Nuzlocke rules except for if my Pokemon die, they don't die. I just drink for their death. And also, they are drunk with me because they are constantly confused and it can't be healed. And it is that's the worst part about it by far because, oh my god, I, as I've got later on in the game, I've realised just how long this is going to take. I think I've been doing it for the last like three, maybe four months every Saturday. And yeah, that sounds right. killing me. <laughs> as well as killing my liver. But Yeah, no, it's literally killing you just slowly yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But I was I already had that issue, so it's yeah. just it's just a Pokemon on top. Now you have something to blame it on instead of just yourself. There we go, it's for content. That's why I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, this drunk luck involved getting a specially created ROM hack of Pokemon Emerald. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, I got um, a guy called BS Bob. Shouts to him um, to create a, a Pokemon for me. That where he even changed the name, so it's on the title screen. It says Pokemon Drunk Version. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen the title, the, yeah. the splash screen for the title. I'm always a tad bit late to the stream, but that's hilarious, and I can't believe I've missed it every time. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. Well, yeah, it's, it's only like one second, isn't it? Because I just press A. But the yeah. first time it was up, I was like, "This is cool," and then uh, every time I've seen it, so I'm like, "I'm not going to say this is cool every time." But yeah. So I have your Pokemon schedule here. Some of this is pretty obvious to even like Poke Pokemon noobs. Like most people know what a Nuzlocke is at this point, and you, you're doing one for Sword and Shield right now. Yes, um, I, I hadn't played Sword and Shield for um, since it came out. Like I did a full play playthrough. Uh, unlike you, you only got to like the uh, <laughs> third gym, or fourth gym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I at least finished the the whole game. Um, but I've if not it helps, it. I got to none of the gyms. I haven't played it. How dare I wouldn't I wouldn't force you to. It's not the best of games. But um yeah, I, I like the world and I like the um Pokemon that are included, but I don't think as a game it's that good. But I wanted to like explore the world again and I've literally not played it for what, like six months. So I figured I'd do a Nuzlocke of it on stream because it would be fun. And I was hoping it was gonna be chill, and then in the first hour I lost my starter. So <laughs> turns out it wasn't so chill. Um, yeah. and, uh, and those uh, wild encounters in the wild area, the big boys, are very dangerous and they can be level 46. And I run into them constantly because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I think that led to the overleveled rule. Is that right? Um, yeah. Just where if the random encounter, for, the first random encounter for the area is a Pokemon you literally can't catch because the game won't let you. It, does, it doesn't count doesn't as an encounter. They're too high a level. It says the Pokemon <laughs> looks uneasy. You can't throw a Pokeball or something like that. I'm like, yeah, what? It just won't let you throw Pokeballs. I mean, There's zero you know, chance. I would assume most Pokemon that are attacking you appear uneasy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've, been, they've been aggravated enough to attack. Yeah. So, looking at the schedule a little bit more, obviously, you got a pack opening on here. Um, Champion's Path pack battle. I'm, I'm not sure what a pack battle is. Yeah, so um, I've actually just uh, nearly finished editing the video for that one. But so it was a pack battle between me and my friend. We'd open a Pokemon uh, booster pack each. He'd be in his house and I'd be in mine. And uh, we'd compare the pools and whoever got the, the highest rarity or the best cards uh, would win that one point. And then at the end, we decided that whoever lost the pack battle would have to have a spoonful of chili powder because that made sense, doesn't it? That's relevant <laughs> to Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and it was me! Yay! <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was me! Um, but that's where this uh, Pokemon card came from. So for the for the listeners, <laughs> I'm holding up a ripped in half, obviously like pristine condition, uh, Altaria Pokemon card. <laughs> And there's an eBay auction going on for that card there right now. Might just be an eBay auction, yeah. And um, there might be someone who is the top of the top. Uh, <laughs> what is it called? The top bidder for that auction. Yeah. There might be. I'm not <laughs> sure though. Do you know how long that's running? This episode goes up live tomorrow. I'm wondering if that that eBay auction is still running when this episode goes live. It will be. Yeah, it's got at this moment in time. It has three days, four hours, and thirty four minutes left on the auction. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait to include that link in our show notes. <laughs> That's hilarious. It'll be the best link. The people that haven't got to this point yet, they're going to be like, why is there an eBay link to this in this description? <laughs> okay, here, they'll be like, oh, that makes sense now. 
So also on your Pokemon your Pokemon schedule, there are two speedrun categories that listed here. One speedrun category you're currently the champ the world champion of the category. World record holder, baby, let's go. Speedrun bug percent, and then there's another <laughs> one I haven't quite seen yet called speedrun laid percent. Uh, uh, it's all right that you haven't seen it because I haven't even attempted it yet, and I've got to start running it next week, so I need to kind of prepare a little bit about that. <laughs> But so that's basically. Have you guys heard of laid percent in uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't consumed any content related to it. So you should watch a uh, small ants video of laid percent because it's great. But um, basically, the the aim of the game is you start the game and then you have to get laid. And there is this one NPC that if you uh, complete a quest with them, she asks you to stay the night in her room uh, just to keep guard. Okay. Yeah. Keep guard. Am I right? <laughs> um, and then that's it. You've you've completed the the late percent once you've stayed the night in a room. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I figured. Well, there's a lot of NPCs that heal you in Pokemon that use the context of here, take a rest for the night or sleep in this bed. <laughs> most so, of them are old women, but yes, most of them, some are. of them it's your mother. And, <laughs> and oh, well, yeah, well, let's ignore the mum pup. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, I mean, that's like the easiest one to do. You walk oh, down no, your no, no. All right, well, right I'll back. do, uh, that's actually giving me inspiration to do um, a variation of that called incest percent. But um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that won't be the first one that I run because that one might be quite easy so i know of one at least that i would be able to do there's a npc that heals you in pokemon emerald um, and it's this old lady in a random house that uh she says oh dearie you look like you need a rest here let me uh, something something and then it heals you it does the black screen heal animation thing and then instantly without you pressing a she starts talking to you again mm-hmm. and she says oh you look like you might need another rest are you okay and if you click yes, you want another rest, she will heal you again. So if you just spam A, especially <laughs> if you're speeding up, she heals you like constantly. It's in a constant loop. There is no reason for Game Freak to program her to ask you again after healing you unless it's for dodgy reasons because she's <laughs> very, very shady. And they're definitely implying that she wants to fuck you. And then she's like, hey, that was pretty good. Should we go again round two? And you're like, oh, my God, I just want my Pokemon healed. I like how the assumption here is that they did something shady when I think my conclusion would be that the people at Game Freak don't know how to code Pokemon games. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But she's, she specifically has another line of code that says, so I, I, need to, I need to get like the actual like verbiage of it because I'm not 100% sure. But it is basically like, I know you've been healed, but do you want to go again? It's, it's like, it's very weird. It's not, it's not exactly that. I might be misquoting it a little bit, but it's basically that. Okay, so that's late percent. Do, we, do you want to talk about bug percent, this world record speedrun category that, that you that you pioneered and are currently record holder for? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I like speedruns, and uh, I wanted to do one, but the main game that I wouldn't even consider myself good at, that I at least know a lot about, is Pokemon. Uh, and Pokemon speedruns, like, world records are three hours long. So yeah. me doing a Pokemon speedrun and, it, like, even getting closer, that wouldn't be likely. So I'd probably be doing a five-hour speedrun and fuck doing that. So <laughs> I decided to do an easier version where I was trying to think of something maybe after, like, the second gym that would be, like, a, a cool thing in one of the games, and I thought of the bug-catching contests. So uh, Bug Percent is playing 
uh, Pokemon Crystal, but when you beat the bug catching contest, you uh, have completed the run. And you have to win the bug catching contest, which adds a level of RNG because it's incredibly hard to actually win that. You have to catch a certain yeah. Pokemon. I found all this out whilst running it. I didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it was. <laughs> Turns out it's incredibly hard. And there's one bugging trainer called Cool Trainer Nick who can go to hell. Uh, it's, it's the worst thing. I hate him so much. He takes the win all the fucking time. If cool Trainer Nick is, is at your Pokemon contest. Even if you get the best catch you can get, you still only have like an 85% chance to win. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's like when it, it get it just comes down to the DVs then because it's the eighty five percent chance to win is to have exactly the same Pokemon as him, exactly the same level, but the better DVs. That's the eighty five percent because he's always almost guaranteed to have that level of a Scyther, so which is already the best, the upper echelon, the the, yeah. the best you can get, and. Sometimes you can run into Scytheron, obviously, like your first encounter. Sometimes it takes you 17 minutes to get the Scyther, <laughs> which, bearing in mind, the Pokemon contest automatically shuts down after 20 minutes. So you can't go longer than 20 minutes. So imagine doing the whole entire time and not catching a Pokemon and they call you in, Do you, which it takes like an hour at least to get to that point. So if you spent a whole entire hour and then couldn't catch one the whole entire time, it would be, oh man, I, I don't think I'd be able to cope. I've never done it that bad before. So other than your speedrun percents, the only other thing on your schedule is the, the day before Christmas Eve, Pokemon Bingo. Yeah, that's something that uh, I still need to organize. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to look. I put it on there because I know I'd be able to at least get me and another person to do it. But my aim is to get like maybe 10 Pokemon content <laughs> creators to play a different randomized version of Pokemon Platinum and uh, have a, a bingo card full of Pokemon and you have to try and create a line like you would in bingo <laughs> as, of, of, of catches of those Pokemon. And I'm trying to think in my head whether it would be better if I wasn't playing and I was spectating all the others or if I was playing and there were still loads of people or if there's like a certain amount that would be good um how it would work on discord so i'm still trying to go through the logistics in my head but i just know that there's something there that would be hilarious so that was <laughs> that was my like aim throughout that was i was like pokemon bingo is a cool concept how is it going to work for a stream or a video no idea so <laughs> it's definitely a good concept though well you got a couple weeks to figure it out um <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i'll make sure the schedule gets posted in our show notes because yeah. if anything the sword and shield nuzlocke has been fun to watch actually Later today, it says you have a blindfolded Nuzlocke. That's not going to help our viewers out, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it will have been a blindfolded Nuzlocke, um, which is, I mean, very self-explanatory. Uh, I'm going to be blindfolded, um, but I'm going to get my mates to try and get me to complete a, a Nuzlocke. Now, completing it in a stream, <laughs> probably not going to happen, but I don't think I'm going to get past, like, the second gym leader, so I don't think the completing part's going to be... You're an already optimistic. So I think you might maybe get to the second gym leader... If you're lucky. So, I might get um, out of the starting town if I'm lucky, let's face it. <laughs> um, Logic's done a blindfold stream. He did Sea of Thieves. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> I nabbed the idea, but he's nabbed the idea of loads of people. Oh, no, no, Blindfolded no. isn't a Did, thing. But I literally, no, no. like, when I saw him oh. ori originally do that stream, uh, I went, oh, I am I told him, I'm nabbing this idea. I'm doing it for a Pokemon puzzle. Hey. That'd be great. No, uh, <laughs> I've seen a few Blind to Sea of Thieves thing, and, like, my favorite version of it is just, it's only when they're on the boat because the idea is that they are like blindfolded and tied to the mask for like siren bullshit and such. <laughs> so they have no idea yeah, what the fuck is going on. 
So it has like a good flavor to it. Although, like the reason I brought up Logics is because if you've seen Logics, you know that he, the he same never rock, like, he never times? gets to do anything because he's blindfolded and running into rocks the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and you're well, trusting so, people to walk you through Pokemon like at least at least I'm gonna be in control and I can hear if they're making me go bong 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 into a wall because I'll be <laughs> able to hear at least the 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 sound effect for me walking into a wall, but. <laughs> That's about it. If they say go up and I it goes bonk and they say go left and it's there's another bonk, then I'll be very annoyed and go the opposite way. But then I know not to trust them and I'm blindfolded. So there's there's just a whole host of craziness. I'm pretty sure all your Pokemon are gonna die in ninety minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. Easily, easily. The the way I like to do that kind of content though is to not tell whoever I'm doing the content with until we get to it. Um, so they're just like thrown in the deep end and they're like, okay, now I have to guide it through Pokemon Emerald. They've had no preparation for it at all. Um, because I know one of my friends, Jamie, would 100% like do a whole entire spreadsheet on the best routes and try and figure out which Pokemon like percentages there are for me to catch and all that kind of stuff. So I've not told him specifically. Jamie would try to be a bro. Everybody else would be <laughs> trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've got, I've got three of my mates um, in the core. I figured it, as well it would be better to have like three people rather than one because then they could all disagree and say different things and try and throw me off. And it's harder for one to just kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the other two have to go along. <laughs> I love as well. I can't even do a normal nose luck. I don't know what gives me the audacity to think that blindfolded will be any better. But we'll have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Who knows? I mean... Maybe. Maybe the other people are just better at Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Three heads are better than mine, clearly. Because <laughs> mine's um, two heads, so... <laughs> okay, so other than Pokemon, you've streamed a whole bunch of different content, and for everybody this year, Among Us has been a big thing. Oh, yeah, massive thing. Yeah, I've loved playing Among Us. And out of Logic's brain and your musical talent came this idea. Yes, uh, the Among Us song. <laughs> which I'm told is coming next week. Oh, I really hope so. Did Logic say that? Yes. yes that okay, is good. good. I'm glad he did, because I've been telling people that as well. I was just hoping that it was true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all down so, to him now. Music's completed. It's just the it's just the animation left. So uh, it's when he's able to, and I think he's just gone home with his parents uh, to his parents for the uh, holidays. So I was a bit like, oh, it's never going to be completed. It's going to oh. be next year, and it's still not out. So <laughs> he did take his computer with him. Yeah. So we talked to him and. Before we before we had talked to him, we did do a conversation for the podcast with you. We lost that because we're terrible professional podcasters. But when we talked to you, you mentioned that it was Logic's first time animating. Yeah. Before you had said that, neither of us were aware of that fact. <laughs> and then you were like, "Oh god!" <laughs> but like, so what did you what did you say to him when you when you spoke to him about it? Then we brought up the it was our, his first time animating, and like. It's just mind-boggling that he was like, oh, yeah, 100%. I'm going to animate this music video. No problem, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he came up. So he can't. He has no songwriting ability, no animation ability. <laughs> and he came to me and went, I've got a great idea for a stream. First of all, a stream, which this is. The idea is a video. <laughs> it's an Among Us song that is a video. And how is a stream? He's like, I've got a great idea for a stream. Write an Among Us song on stream. I was like okay and then he was like yeah and i'll animate it off stream and then maybe do bits on stream and we can make a video of it and it'll be very park and i was like okay do you animate no nope. okay well <laughs> I, i'm not like the best at 
the music production side. I don't really have any of the software that I would normally use, and I'm going to have to use this like free software that's really rubbish. Uh, are you still? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> and he was thinking it was going to be done in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> it took a couple of weeks to organize the first stream when we wrote the song. So yeah. <laughs> well, the song, like you said, is, is completely done, and we've now heard that live. Oh, not live perform, but we've heard that on live stream now. Yeah. Um, I'm thoroughly impressed with the song. I think the song is fantastic. The writing was good, and I think Mr. Um, sorry, not Mr. Williamo. Um, you referring to Jax? Jax, yeah, Jax Game Jax Game Face did an excellent job on the production of the song, Definitely. and and his voice in general. Just got yes. that out there. He, he, he smashed it. He smashed it. It was um, what I sent to him was like all of the vocal takes that I'd managed to get off people. My own. And then the music as like separate files. Um, yeah. It didn't sound good together. There was like no compression or like uh, mixing or EQing or anything like that. And then I sent it to him and he'd put things on the uh, music track that I'd sent him. I didn't send him any stems, which is like the original like music tracks. It was yeah. just the pure like instrumental. And it was like he he did something to it. I don't know how he made it sound amazing, but he made it sound amazing. Like my when I recorded all the instruments, didn't sound good. I send it to him. He doesn't record any more instruments. He just clicked a couple of buttons on it and made it sound amazing. I genuinely don't know how. And the on top of that, then his vocals. Yeah, he, he absolutely smashed it. So it wouldn't be anywhere near as good as it is without Jack. So we're getting close to time here, but just wanted to thank you again. Is there anything you want to shout out personally? Any your social links? Anybody that you want to shout out? Anything you want to shout out? Um, well, I would shout out this podcast, but you're already listening to it, so that's pog. Um, <laughs> um, my socials are cans, but on everything. So Twitch, uh, Twitter, Twitter, YouTube, all the all the above. I say all the above. I think that's about it. I have a TikTok, but I don't ever post on it, so I don't even bother. I mean, there's some pretty good TikToks on yeah, there. There's some old some content. Ones. Yeah, go go give them a watch, I guess. Um, we'll have all your socials in the show notes, as always. But we just want to thank you for coming on. And hopefully you have a great stream today yeah. and Pokemon continues to go well. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's been very punk. Okay, and I want to just say, I feel like we've made a huge accomplishment here. Yeah, we have gotten, I think, the best way to say a term recorded. We got a British man in our first year of podcasting to say the term wibbly wobbly tiny wimey and we didn't even like push that or try to like plan that it just organically happened. happened yeah feels like an accomplishment you know i have to agree before we dive into the last person actually part of the story of how we found the last person is this Kant is active in a bunch of streamers communities yes essentially if he's not not at work and i was gonna say not hanging out with his friends but like right now it's covid season yeah by season i mean year He's probably in some other streamer's chat hanging out. And most of the streamers he hangs out watching are really good people and make really good content. Like and we mentioned just a bit ago in his episode, man has good taste in content. Indeed. And I want to go ahead and shout these people out because they didn't. we didn't get them on the episode. Because honestly, don't feel quite like I have a rapport enough with them to send them a Discord message and be like, Hey, do you want to come on this podcast you've never heard of? Yeah, that might be a bit awkward. But I know Miles knows our podcast. His Twitch username is it's Mr. Master, I T S M R, M A S T E R. We will also put that in the show notes. There's also three other people that weren't mentioned during Kant's interview mm-hmm. sesh, talkie session. Oh no, we didn't mention them because we didn't. Yeah, it was mentioned the first time we did our recording, but we messed up. And the first point is to note 
Comp, as I mentioned, has done podcast. His first podcast, First Reaction, is pretty dope. You can find it by searching on YouTube for First Reactions Podcast or by checking our show notes. Yes. And the one he's currently doing doesn't have a name, but he is doing it with three other great streamers. Pokemon. Levi Beans. And Siri the Samurai. Siri Samurai. Siri the Samurai. Siri. I never remember how to say the first part, man. Siri the Samurai. But we all call him Samurai. Yeah. So. That's why I don't remember it. But they have a great podcast that, that has no name. But we'll also put a link to where you can find the first episode of that at. And also, you know, forcefully suggest names in the comment section. There is one other streamer who we've met through cons. Two other streamers we've met through cons. One of which is coming up. The other one is Jack's Game... Jack's Game Face or Jack's yeah. Gaming Face? Jack's, Jack's Game, Game Face. Face. I'm terrible at remembering usernames. And we also mentioned him briefly in the last talk with Kent. And he is also another wonderful streamer. He is just a delightful guy. And he puts out amusing and great content like everyone else we've mentioned. And makes some legitimately fire music. So, yeah. Check him out on Twitch. Again, all of these Twitch users will be in the show notes. Just a hyperlink so you can find their streams. Yes. But lastly, not least though, I hate the term last but not least. It implies somebody else is least. None of these people are least. Yeah. Lastly, we have JSD Names, who we've also met through cons. Cons has opened up a wide door of people for us to find. All thanks to a random raid of Tugboat. Again, tying it all back to the Tugboat thing. Tugboat, please come back. Make more content. Logic, if you're listening to this, please show Tugboat our police for him to come back. It would be much appreciated. But anyways, let's dive on to JSD. Uh, dive into our conversation with JSD. Yeah, you have some problems with words. My syntax isn't always the most proper. Or existent. Hello, I'm JSD Namis, and I'll be your flight attendant today. Welcome, JSD. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. So this whole thing, we're just trying to reach out to content creators we enjoy and both give them a little bit of a bump in search results and hopefully viewers and listeners and at the same time, just talk about what we like about their content and how they got it started. And basically just all around why we like these people. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I'm glad you guys have me on. I know you've been hanging around, I guess, Kant and Logic's community for a little bit. And you both are super nice people and really always enjoy your company, especially on the streams. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks, like... Man. Your think, streams are enjoyable. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's first 100%. Like, um, absolutely. We've actually were talking about some of your writing earlier today and just how impressive it is how you turn out your written content live on stream. Yeah, we, we were talking about like just how much we, one, enjoy your content with what you write and how you write it and then just your ability to do it and then immediately disparage our ability to be like, <laughs> man, <laughs> like, yeah, JSD is amazing with like just the way he puts it down just the content of it whereas we're well, like 10 pages of writing them be like i think nine and three quarters of that is good ah fuck it let's get rid of all of it <laughs> yeah so yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. for sure honestly writing has been a bit of a hobby for me for a while at least mm-hmm. since i was like what grade nine ninth grade in high school i used to write a bunch of stuff a couple of fan fictions that i never finished i started working on my own stuff as well probably should dig those back up but i've always had a good time while writing it helps sort of get my mind off things especially when i've got you know when i've got a lot going on yeah um, yeah I usually write and that helps me out a lot thought it would be good stream content people seem to like it so yeah you're not wrong it is good stream content 
Yeah, I really enjoy your writing streams. And like like we were talking about, if I'm writing something, even if it's just something I'm writing for myself, I have to like sit and kind of plot out and like framework it all. But your ability to like take these prompts you get from your viewers and churn out a story that is good, like the content is just, the writing is just good without this pre-work, the pre-framing and plotting is just highly impressive to us. Yeah, very much so. It's not something I've always been able to do. I know I used to struggle a lot, especially when I started writing. Like I said, I used to write sort of fanfic stuff. So a lot of it was already like written out and planned out. Yeah. Then as I started taking, well, I guess I could attribute it a little bit to video game inspiration and a little bit to my further literature classes. It sort of started making sense in my head, at least for what I use as a as a base, I try to take the basic ideas and sort of work with them as I go instead of trying to pre-plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I got that habit from one of my English teachers, actually. Oh, um, because nice. she she used to prep us for for SATs and stuff, even though we don't like take them. Yeah. You yeah. know, they have their like essay section that is timed. Yeah. <laughs> That was yeah, we got fun. used to we got used to like speed writing and we didn't have much time to think. I think it was like you have half an hour to write like a four or five paragraph essay. Yeah, that sounds I, right. I remember taking my SAT and that was probably one of the most intimidating portions is cranking out something that both is written correctly and is written well in yeah. such a short time. That it was intimidating. Oh, for sure, but pretty sure our uh English teacher did a really good job, at least like prepping us mentally. She took it like step by step. I think she took about two years to get that through to us. You know, starting off slow, trying to get these through the brainstorming process, because I remember before that, at least we would take like, what, four weeks on an essay or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's... Which is insane. And then by the yeah. time I was, uh, I was graduating high school, I was able to like write a paragraph, a coherent and informative paragraph in half an hour and it's like damn i can do this watching yourself grow as a writer or basically watching yourself grow in any field of art it's just impressive like from that angle because like you will look back at stuff you've done previously or how much effort you had to put into getting similar workout yeah and realize just how far you've grown and it's not something you don't typically realize that you are growing when you're growing but i think for me and maybe for justice too one of the big, one of the big ways I, best ways I grew as a writer was, we joined some online role playing where it was yeah, all no, text by post, and working with other people to, to form a collaborative story. And you are on a crunch because most people want posts up within a day or two at most, like every two to three days, bare minimum. And you're just cranking out content that is heavily influenced by the people around you. Yeah. So, and I don't know about Josh at least, but for me there was even if it's not like stated because most of the time they don't care but for me there was always just like want to make the kind of feel of the writing style kind of mesh with everyone else so just reading through like if i was a third party just stumbling onto this thing if i read through it it would flow and that was the thing i kind of tried to do which was definitely very difficult going from like play with different people different people but i have to say it's rather enjoyable and i can look back at some of the early stuff i did on that and it is oof, it's not great but like some of the latter stuff in it that's one well, of the stuff I was definitely too. more interested in is definitely, I think, better, not necessarily good, but better. Is that 
playing an online community like that, everything got archived, so it's all there on the internet for anybody to find and like read your old stuff. Yeah, which yeah, I mean yeah. is is kind of going to be true for like what you're doing too, because you have that Dropbox link on your Twitch page where people can just <laughs> go back and read anything you've written for your stream. Yeah, I thought that would be a good idea because honestly, I wasn't sure about doing writing on stream when I started. Yeah, yeah. Not that I've been like streaming for a while. I think I started like maybe like in March taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be like a good thing to sort of involve the community in a way. Yeah. Which is what led to the to the prompts reward mm -hmm. and leaving the drive folder up for people to go and check that out. I feel it's sort of like a good kind of like presentation card in a way. Yeah. Like yeah. someone that goes into a stream and they're like, oh, I didn't know you're right. Have you done anything else? And I'm like, yeah, I have a link to the, the things I've done on stream. Like it's right there. You can go and check it out. It's open to anyone. And I honestly didn't think it would do as well as it's doing. It seems to be one of the things that people most tune in to watch. And that really makes me very happy, which is why I tried doing this whole Discord thing as well. But for sure, I think... It was one of the more challenging things. I remember still trying to figure out the first writing stream what it was going to be about. And I'm pretty sure it was a prompt by Kant. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you've spoken with him at this point in the podcast, but he suggested, he wanted me to write a story about, about a quest. And it was sort of D&D-like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, to be honest, that's one of the things I most enjoy writing about, like, fantasy, medieval type of setting. It's yeah. what I feel most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that stream did surprisingly well. And I'm pretty sure both Kant and the people that he got to sort of act it out were pretty happy with the product, at least with what they told me. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's sort of like a feels good kind of thing when yeah. uh, it reaches that point. I definitely remember that stream and then like Consolator taking that story and like you said, acting it out on history with yeah. the people that were in the story. And it it was definitely the start of something like, because before that, your your on-stream writing was mainly relegated to your own your own story, The, the Weird Tale, right? Yeah, that that's right. Which yeah. is also very good. Yeah, it, that's... I very much like it. That's your original writing that you're doing on your stream, right? Yeah, that's the latest thing I've been working on. And it's, I think I started that late last year like in september or something because i was doing an internship and well days got boring sometimes and <laughs> decided to do that i think i started writing that on the ipad and then i just sort of migrated it to the pc and i'm like hey i did a lot of work on this might as well you know keep going with it yeah yeah so other than writing which i i love your writing streams i love yeah since i found your content because of logic and cons i have dived into art streams in general like I've become a big fan of Odom and Crad's work as well. But outside of the art stream, outside of your writing, you also do play video games on stream. Yeah. The main one that jumps to mind for me is your is your weekly Soul Link that you do. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely another one. I'm a big, big, big Pokemon fan. One of my <laughs> first games, I think, was uh, Pokemon Fire Red for Game Boy Advance. I wasn't really introduced to the world of Game Boy and Game Boy Color, which I mm -hmm. regret, especially having played original like red and blue they were super yeah. fun games oh yeah they were they were definitely enjoyable when they came out yeah 
and I've sort of had that like Pokemon stick with me. Like I buy the new game for every gen almost on release and all of that. And it's definitely one of my favorite game series. And, you know, just finding, for example, Kant's just dropped into a stream once. And that's actually how I met him when I was doing Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke. <laughs> and he dropped by and he's like, yeah, I'm editing a video for Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's neat. I might have to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> then I went and I saw the, the Nuzlocke attempts and I'm like, all right, this guy knows what he's talking about. And he seemed like a really fun guy. And then that's when I sort of started getting involved in his community. And that's, I think, a couple of weeks after that. I sort of pitched him the idea because this was also around the time I started watching a lot of challenge runs on YouTube. A lot, okay, of, yeah. uh, a lot of Pokemon content creators. And it really sort of... I don't know, it sort of like inspired me in a way to try a couple of them on stream. I've done a bunch of like randomized Nuzlocke's. Yeah. And I think once I did a two game, one controller randomized Nuzlocke for Pokemon Black 2 and Pokemon Crystal, which was interesting to say the least. I think I <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way. A, I, I swear, I ended every stream with a headache. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was that's insane sad. having to like uh, keep track of everything. That sounds insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. I might do another one of those because that was really fun. A lot of good moments from that one. But that's sort of what drove me to like pitch the idea to Kant. Like, hey, want to do this uh, souling thing? It's a game mode where we like do separate playthroughs, but it's sort of co-op because we depend on each other and stuff. And he was totally on board with that. And we tried to do that as a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, it's been a, a little bit harder for me since I started to work with this crazy schedule and whatnot. But uh, we tried to be keeping that consistent, at least because, uh, you know, it involves sort of his community, my community, and everybody seems to have a good time as well. It's definitely enjoyable. I had honestly never heard of a Soul Link before you guys started your playthrough. Yeah, same. And it's both insane to watch you guys work together to play through Pokemon, because, like, for me, Pokemon's always kind of been a solo experience. But, like, watching you guys balance your parties and work through the Nuzlocke rules together and be forced to restart when one of you mess up or when luck goes badly is just been really cool. And like the Soul Link rules are just insane. Like it's something I'd want to try, but I, I don't even know who or what I'd play, like what series in the, I'd play it on or like what, but it's a cool thing that I like, it's inspired me to want to try to play more like restrictive Pokemon plays because normally I just boot up Pokemon and play through from the first gym through the Elite Four and then that's it pretty much. Yeah, for sure. And it's also something I I tried looking into because there's a whole other bunch of like two-player or even four-player sort of content that you can do on that. I've seen people do like randomized races. I've seen them do like, there's a specific one called Cage Lock, which is also very, very interesting. Or basically it's the same rules like each individual player plays a nuzlocke but after each gym you each pick one pokemon and put them to fight against each other the loser loses his mon as per <laughs> nuzlocke rules and the winner gets to pick a a perk for his for his pokemon it could be like a revive in case it dies it could be uh, the ability to learn tms or oh, the ability insane. to hold items that sounds brutal and, i love it <laughs> Yeah, you do that like for each gym, 
it's insane. I want to try that one as well with someone at some point. <laughs> that just and, sounds uh, insanely brutal, like like Justice said. It's uh, I've seen a couple of them and they get really really good, especially towards the end when like parties start stacking up and you start depending on mons. Yeah. Oh, like towards the end, losing one of your like if you lost one of your best mons in that yeah exactly. death fight at the end, it just be sad. <sighs> I mean, perfect to watch but like at the same time it's not like you have pokemon in the early game it's not like you have pokemon to spare true like, yeah exactly it's a lot so you can't really like just take your worst pokemon and be like okay if i lose it, it's no big deal because you have you don't have the, the extra pokemon to do that with and at the same time you really don't want to risk like your starter or something yeah so. that's, yeah, exactly. that's all true oh yeah, it's, it's all, just brutal it's, all those, the it's like all those factors just like weigh in at the time you make a decision and then it's and then that's just like the part on your end, because at the same time, you're trying to sort of mind game the other person into what you're going to take out or what they're going to bring, uh, what Pokemon <laughs> they're going to bring out. Yeah. Or trying to like trick them into thinking that you're sending something in. And like, it's, it's almost like a science. I swear. It's so good. I want to give it a try at some point. Yeah. The meta gaming there is oh. insane because like, if you're really needing a win, the obvious choice is you're going to take your like, starter or your strongest pokemon and run that but if your opponent knows that then they can counter for it yeah. but if you're mind gaming them you <laughs> it's know just mind games all over the place the yeah, meta exactly. there is it's, insane. It's insane like that's it's absolutely insane oh. but it's super fun and uh, i definitely want to give that a shot at some point that would definitely be wonderful watching great content especially just from like just what i've seen of your other pokemon streams like guarantee like that would be amazing to watch if you're involved with it. Uh, yeah, like Soul Link is impressive because how you guys have to work together. But I think the competition of a cage lock is just that's insane. It'd be it'd be brutal to watch. Oh, absolutely. And it's also seeing the sort of like different dynamic from being cooperative to being competitive and stuff like that. It's really fun as well. And I was just thinking, like, if I was playing a cage lock with somebody. And like it's somebody I like, I'm gonna feel terrible if I smash their like ace. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's horrible, but it was necessary. Yeah, like yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I just had to do this. It's nothing personal. I just need the point. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So we found you because Floping Golem raided Logic Defender's roommate. And then we found Logic Defender from that, and then yeah. Cons from that, and then you from Cons. It was this uh, fun, amazing chain of dominoes that was just perfect every step of the way. So we found you probably back in June-ish, I, I want to say, around June? Yeah, around May, early June, June late May. Yeah. yeah. And you have this entire Okami thing going on with your emotes and your profile picture and a lot of your oh, like yeah. insights and stuff. Which is perfect, by the way. Okami is fantastic. I love it. I've not played it, but I've watched playthroughs of it. The game looks amazing. I just was wondering about the Okami theme behind your channel. All right. But yeah. The short answer would be uh, Okami is my absolute favorite game of all time. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got it for the, for the Wii all the way back in, I think, like 2008 or something. A friend recommended it to me. And I played the crap out of it. I think it's probably my most played game as well. Like it's just the aesthetic of it, the storytelling, the writing. Yeah. The like just the the world itself and that 
like the humor, the bits of humor, it's got dark parts, it's got funny parts, like it has a little bit of everything in just the right amount that made it such a good experience for me. And you even like end up learning stuff because I looked into a lot of designs that went into, at the very least, like areas and monster designs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all of that is based on actual yokai and demons and uh, Japanese myths. And it's all sort of that picking up bits and pieces of everything and sort of putting it together to create this experience. And uh, it was, it didn't feel overloaded. It didn't feel messy. It didn't feel difficult to follow. Like it all felt so easygoing and flowing for the most part. And they managed to get that at the same time with a very intuitive and innovative game mechanic, which was the the brush. I know you haven't uh, played it, but yeah, for the most part, you play, you have like your standard action adventure RPG third person camera but on top of that you have like the regular combat which you have your weapons for and you have the brush aspect which is actually in this case you play as Amaterasu which is a wolf Amaterasu's tail is actually the brush because Amaterasu is the sun god so then it has it adds like this you're literally manipulating things around you with brush techniques to emphasize the fact that you are a god like you have the power to do this yeah, it's, it's, it's an extension so of well. it's an extension of body that your your player character's body, which is I think part of its wonderful aesthetic. Like I haven't played a lot of the game. I when I played it, I only got to play it because a friend had it. But I've looked at getting it so often. It's just I have this weird habit of like only buying games when I find them in real life for some reason. I don't know why. I could easily buy it online, and I should. But. Every time I like look at the game, I fall, I re-fall in love with its aesthetic. And I know I haven't played the game all the way through, but just aesthetic alone, the game is beautiful. Like gameplay seems to feed into the aesthetic and like the art and the story is trying to tell so well. And I love it for that. Oh, absolutely, for sure. It's definitely one of the like best things I think they managed to also capture like a good art style they managed to mesh everything into that as well and they just pulled it off so well it's really good yeah I haven't played it but the brush stroke system taking the place of what would normally be a magic system for a game like that yeah just seemed really creative and like a really original idea and watching the playthroughs of the game you see how that influences how you play the game versus a normal magic system where it would just be a, a, a button, a button push and it's just like look i did something whereas when you're doing the brushstroke system and actively creating the magic you need in the game it changes how you play the game how you experience it and that seems like a really interesting thing from just a creative standpoint oh absolutely it also like gives you a bit of i would say freedom mm-hmm. yeah. because like obviously like with every action RPG, there's like mandatory stuff, there's optional stuff. There are a lot of uh, brush techniques that are optional. Like they have you do a couple of different things and like getting that, like getting those secret techniques, it's like, it opens up the game so much because for example, you have the ability to control a lot of elements. For example, you can like draw lines from from bonfires or torches and stuff like that and you can like surge the fire through the brush stroke to like do that yeah but it requires a fire source however there's a quest line 
where you have to get a teacup for a merchant from a group of molds that are like prankster molds. They sort of stole the man's teacup and then you have to <laughs> give it back to him. Yeah. And the man in exchange gives you a golden mushroom, which is supposed to make like any food taste instantly godlike. And then like way later in the game, you pull up to a restaurant and there's this dude that's trying to make, I think it was sashimi or something like that. And then he's like, yeah, I don't have enough inspiration for this or it doesn't taste good or something along those lines. And then you give mm-hmm. him the golden mushroom. And then like they play this whole little scene where he like pumps up and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to use this mushroom. I'm going to give it one last shot and I'll just leave it in the hand of the gods at that point. And yeah, that's literal because like you have yeah. to... You have to like make the, you have to draw like an infinity symbol and that creates fire for the man's sashimi. And then after that, the fire god that gives you the the power is like, you know, that man's fervent spirit and your own good heart unlocked this power for me. So now you can use it. That, yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Like, okay, it's just a great side story to kind of get to there, but. It's reasoning alone, it's fantastic as to why you would get that from it. Where there's so many things in other games I feel like it's just like, here's this reward because, well... You needed to go forward. You, you needed you needed to get it. Or yeah. you had this cool idea, but we didn't know how to actually give it to you, so we just made you do this random side quest that doesn't matter. Okay, so moving on from Okami then. Recently, and I, from what I've gathered, the second one's coming soon... Recently, you did a game show style thing on your Twitch, which was oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I loved it. I I, uh, I cringed when some people fuck shit up, like fucking Donkey Kong <laughs> bullshit. Like, come on. That was uh, that was definitely a good time. Like, that hurt my soul, yeah. but I loved it. I missed the live stream of it, but I got home from work that night and just watched the entire vod because it was that good. Oh, it was definitely a very fun time. A uh, huge shout out to my mod, Logan124. He was the one that pitched me the idea. I think we were just chilling in a Discord voice chat. And uh, then he just sort of tells me like, hey, do you mind if I like tell you this idea I've had? I think it would make like good stream content. And I'm like, sure, what's it about? And he's like, yeah, what if we make like a game show thing based around game music? Because it's like, and then I asked him like, why game music? And then he's like, I picked game music because it's something that's more or less universal. Yeah. Especially around the communities that I've been able to be a part of. You know, a lot of people on Fallopian's community, a lot of people on Kansas community, on Buried's community, a lot of them are gamers or they are there for the game content. And, you know, at that point, it's like everybody's seen or at least heard of a lot of the soundtracks in games, it's something you can speak of with people for hours on end. And it's something that's, you know, universally known. That's what he was sort of going for. And I'm like, you know what? That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah. And then, say, yeah, go ahead. I would even go to say that, like, among the communities that we're a part of, video game music is like a lot of what people use as background music for yeah. games. Oh, yeah, just because. Sure you don't really have to worry about DMCA copyright on video game music. And because we all have good memories of these games, like Mario Kart, Pokemon, Diddy Kong Racing, like all these games have great soundtracks that like take you back to playing those games. Oh, absolutely. And it was actually quite funny because I think I also pitched this example to him. I was actually 
getting back into listening to full like game soundtracks especially to getting back into work like it needed something to you know like have his background noise and he started listening yeah, yeah. to the near uh soundtrack i don't know if you guys oh, played that i love it so I, I love the soundtrack so 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 much it's really good like it i have it on my spotify and it is just like one of my liked like albums like if i'm just chilling it's in the background it's either normally that or like one of two Chrono Trigger soundtrack albums is like, I'm just chilling and I want background music. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I was uh, getting back into listening to it and I'm like, yeah, I remember like all these songs and then there were like songs that I'm like, when the hell did this play? And then it's, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of that, you get into that loop, like uh, the game was so action-packed at that point or you were doing so many things or so many things were happening on the screen at that time that you didn't even think to pay attention much to the music and then you're like wait a second this track is actually super good why don't i remember this and it's like yeah this whole bunch of shit was going on and you didn't pay attention to it now you can listen to it again and i'm like yeah the idea of making a show centered about around game music and having like a little discussion about memories and stuff like that for soundtracks or even experiences sounded like a really good thing to do i think yeah. that's, that's sort of what we got to with that it, it was definitely a, a fun stream to watch. It was a good VOD to watch, even when yep. I couldn't participate in the audience chat. And I'm really looking forward to the second go around. Um, do you have any hard plans for that yet, or are you still in the developing phase? All right. I've got the people that are participating. I'm pretty sure you know them. Got Sairai, Sairai the Samurai. Nice. Sairai is amazing. Got uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke. He's a nice. cool guy, too. And I got Buried Comic. To, One of uh, our one of yeah. our literal best friends, yep. Yeah. I uh, got him to uh, participate for uh, next Sunday, the 13th. I think we're doing that. I need to make sure I have that day off for work. And if not, I need to trade shift with someone or something. But it's going to be Pokemon themed. Nice. And uh, that's why I thought to invite them because they all have like such a strong Pokemon background, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And actually, that's the day after this podcast goes live. So, yeah. If you oh, have not already followed JSD on Twitch, you should definitely do that. Twitch.tv. And then definitely check out that because it'll be wonderful. And we will definitely be there if possible, which it's going to happen. Twitch.tv backslash JSD Nomes, N O M Y S. Um, yeah, be there. Like it, the first one was good. The second one, I can't imagine, will be any less good. So you can watch it along with us and. I guarantee you, I'll be happy if you root along with me for anyone but Barry to succeed because I'm that type of friend. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. No, yeah, uh, we're we were uh, working out some kinks from the uh, from the first episode, you know, as you do. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple of things that I messed up with um, that we're sort of figuring out. Uh, we're changing a couple of things for the scoring system as well. I think it'll be a much better episode than the first one. And we're going to have a little bit of a more centralized theme being Pokemon. Since the first one wasn't really specific or anything. Yeah. It was a, a little bit of everything. This one's going to be a bit more uh, focused. So uh, we'll see how that dynamic works out as well. Well, I look forward to it. Agreed. We are, we are a little bit running. We are running a little bit low on time here. So just kind of want to give you a chance to shout out anything else you want to link or your Whether it's or your own like stuff, something you've been really interested in that you want people to check out or just anything you think people should know about. 
Well, Twitch has been shouted out more times than I can count already. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Um, I have a Twitter page. I don't post much. I'd appreciate a follow there as well. As far as content goes, well, if you drop by the stream and uh, see the people that hang out, uh, a lot of them are streamers like uh, Fallopian Golem and Barry. I know is a good friend of your guys's. And uh, they also stream. So definitely huge shout outs to them. They're awesome people to hang with. Definitely Logic Defender and Khans. They've been like a really big part of this whole like streaming endeavor I've been a part of lately. And yeah, I also have uh, Discord. We're doing a, a little Discord thing, a writing thing, like a short story collection for anyone that joins. Yeah. Which I have wrong. to mention just, I, I have to love, like, I have to mention I love that. It's it's perfect. It's wonderful. I definitely need yeah. to drop a prompt idea. I'm just bad at prompt ideas. I think of an <laughs> idea, I'm just like, but I could do something with that. And then I never do. <laughs> no, but like, even if it's just the idea, like drop it in, we'll work around it. And uh, I just like, I'm trying to create something, you know, for everyone in Discord. And it's, uh, I think it's turning out pretty well. Well, and awesome. I think it'll only get better from there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. We'll make sure to include your Twitch, Discord, and Twitter down in the show yeah. notes for anybody that wants to follow. And honestly, if you're listening to us this far into the podcast, follow JSD. His content is wonderful. worth it. But anyways, thank you for coming on, JSD. Yeah, really. Thank you, man. Really glad to have you. Thanks for making time for us. Yeah. Dude, no problem. Absolutely. I've uh, been listening to the podcast a lot. It's, uh, it's definitely a really good podcast, especially since uh, I'm not that, like, that big into series. I, I feel like I'm learning a lot and uh, picking up on things that I maybe should watch because it's things that sort of align with me. So you can only imagine I was like really excited when you asked me if I would uh, if I would come on for a little bit. And I was like, absolutely, I'm going to make time for this. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. that's great to hear. Thanks for having me. So, JSD, as you've definitely heard, a really just nice guy. But also, I know we mentioned it several times, but I don't think I can reinforce how just amazing his creative ability is with his writing. Thoroughly impressive. Literally earlier while editing this episode, I got distracted for a bit watching him stream because I thoroughly enjoy his content. And the thing he was writing was actually a suggestion from one of his viewers because mostly his writings comes from viewer suggestions. The viewer in question was one Krad Rinva, who is another of the streamers who I've discovered thanks to JSD. Cons linked us to a bunch of gaming streamers. JSD is a pivot for me to find art streamers. Yeah. Through JSD, I have found Kradvin Ra, Odom K, and less of an art streamer, more of another gamer, Andronius88. Yes. All of them are amazing. Very enjoyable. All their links will be in the show notes. Please check them out. So that's all we really have for this Pilots Lounge, this massive Pilots Lounge. Well, let's not forget to shout out all their social media, which will be in the show notes, because... Yeah, yeah. This... I was going to get there. I was just going to tell people, if they want more, no. There's already so much. Be happy with what you have. I don't know what you're referring to. Just if they're somehow not content with what we put together here, suck it up, because this is amazing. These people are amazing. I mean, we could have done a longer episode. We could have tried to get Crad and Odom and not Andrew the time we and had. Jax and Syrah. Not with the time and... we had. I guess we can save some for next time. Yeah. Next time we do some type of appreciation episode like this. If any of those people I just mentioned heard me talk about them, I would like to have you on at some point. I would also like to thank you for listening to this. Like. To this point. You guys all make amazing content. Anyways, we're not shouting out our own contacts in this episode. You know where to find them. They're all in the show notes. 
And I want to encourage you all to go to those show notes because that's where all the other people we've talked to today, yeah. their information is as well. Check them all out. They have, obviously, their Twitch. A lot of them have YouTube, TikTok. Twitter, TikTok. Some have TikTok. I don't know how many actually do. Constant Logic. and I, I know. I assume Hunter, being the youngest out of all of us, has to have a TikTok. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, check those guys out. The only thing I do want to say in regards to our show, and we mentioned it earlier, we gave a wink to it. We have two more episodes coming up this year. Yes. The normal 22nd episode. Which, that'll be an episode of something. I mean, I don't know what, but it'll, think, it'll be something. I think we came up on an idea tonight, but we... I think I already forgot it. But we'll have something. But on the 24th through the 25th, or whenever we feel like it around that day they call Christmas... We're going to be posting a little something special. Keep your eyes on the on the podcast feed because there might be something for you to interact with there. Yeah. Instead of hitting up the movie theaters on the 25th, which is the best time to view movies Hey, Wonder, Wonder Woman comes out on the 25th. Yeah, but instead of doing that where you have to be around people, you mm-hmm. should just listen to whatever we're putting out around that time instead. But you can watch Wonder Woman on your TV on HBO Max. You don't have to pay for our content. That's a very valid point. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Keep an eye on the, on the feed. Keep an eye on the Twitter and but definitely check out everyone we talked to and everyone we mentioned. Thank you guys again for listening and hopefully you'll fly with us next time.